Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is uh, episode 87 for the week of August 20th, 2019. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by... Did you wear the same thing last week? Did I? Oh my god, I'm wondering if you did. Holy shit, the man in the red HCS Pro Talk shirt will... A.K.A. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Sunday evening? Doing fine, man. Just uh, went and saw a movie. Yes. I'm full on some popcorn. Ooh. Some soda. Soda. Some soda. Yeah, it was was a movie. I'll say that. (laughs) Went and saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I obviously won't spoil anything for those who haven't seen it, but it was something. (laughs) That's that's what I'll say. Could be a lot better. Could be a lot worse. (laughs) Okay. What movie theater did you go to? Um, Alamo Draft House, and uh, it was over in Woodbury. Yes. Um, Great have, theater. So, yep, they have uh, full service at your seat in the theater. Yes. They have a strict no talking, no kids. Well, they allow kids now, but they they say very, like, very predominantly in the beginning, hey, shut up or we're going to kick you out. <laughs> yep, and that's amazing. Um. So, yeah, and then... Um, it was the seats, reclining seats, the, the big puffy leather ones. It's yes. awesome. Yes. Very comfy. We sat all the way in the back row this time. Oh, okay. And we were the only ones. Well, let me rephrase. We were the ones in our section. There was another group down a little bit from us, but we were the only ones up there in our kind of wow. side. Okay. So I was able to like, I put my, my popcorn bowl on the other seat. I sprawled out a little bit, had my leg over the arm at one point, just chilling. Wow. Jesus. Like, Acting just, like you own the fucking place. Yeah. Just relaxed. Um, yeah. It was a good time. All right. How are you today? Good. Got a lot done around the house. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of family time spent this weekend. But yeah, we got the house cleaned up and put some boxes away that have been sitting out for quite some time. And yeah, we're in the process of looking for a new home. So it's exciting time. Yes, it is. Which also means that we are in the process of finding a potential new studio space. Because the plan is to have a dedicated room and to have the video show in. And yeah, I'm excited. And then Will's obviously going to be there 100% of the way. Always. Oh, yeah. To figure out what we need, what looks good, what doesn't look good. Get it all taken care of. I can't fucking wait, man. The goal, we, we said this on episode 52, because that was our year anniversary, mm-hmm. that the goal is by the end of 2019 to have a video show. And I mean, realistically, at this point... Even if we don't have it up and running, but we're getting close. Yes, like, we are. The it's the, it's, it's the not gears just, are turning. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. It is indeed. Um, But, yeah, we had a lot of esports stuff going on this weekend. Oh, my God. All the tournaments happened. Yes. Josh, what do we got coming up on this episode? Will, great segue as always. On this episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have a lot of ups and downs for news. Uh-oh. Halo Draft League announces their next plans. We have Beachland 8 results and our Face It Ignite post show at the tail end of the episode. But, Will, of course, before we get into any of that stuff, what do we always start the show off with? Roster Media! Well, Josh, it's some Roster Mania. 
Um, we have the Halo Atlantic City free agent and team list provided by... Is this, this is from Noob Combo. Yes, noobcombo.com. Maddie Rum's over there. So let's run through it. We have starting off the Halo 3 free agents list. Um, and here are the gamer tags listed. Uh, Stin Cynicals, Rigorino, Night Shadow 117, E2K Nova, ICN Deadlie, Bandemonium, Bumsauce, Gunstrafe, Baruka Bazooka. Great name. Wartime, Crutch EBK, Night Fury, and Phantom Snake. Moving on to the partial team list. Insanity Gaming includes Zydo and Mixer Honor. We have Anarchy Esports, which is Stinger, Study, and Risk Alert. And then a no-name team, Life Alert and Mike Fathom. Moving on to the Halo 5 free agent list, we have D-Man and Hyro XCIII. I'm sure, it, I don't know, it is what it is. And then nothing listed for Halo CE free agents yet. And then um, a little update on Lux Gaming. They tweeted this out on the 16th of the month. It says, Goofy, Rhinoob, Gilkey, and Gabriel. And then, but Gabriel tweeted on the 6th that he wouldn't be competing in Atlantic City. Because of, it, because of it, his arthritis. Yes. So, I mean, I hope he's feeling better. Because otherwise, why the fuck would he be competing? Yeah. Um, but I just thought, like, yeah. Matt, Matty Rums, shout out to you, dude, uh, was saying the same thing. It's like, wait, this, what? Like, what? He said he wasn't competing on, on the new tweet he gets put out on a team. Yes. And the other thing is, is that on Gabriel's Twitter himself, he has yet to say anything. So... I mean, I've looked before, like, while doing the show notes today, yeah. he hadn't said anything, so, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> wow, I really set you up for that one, didn't I? Oh, you oh, did. Oh, man, I didn't even plan on that. Um, that was fantastic. But yeah, that's all we have for Roster Mania this week. And uh, I was setting the iPad down because I was getting my hands ready for COD. Another game's watch. <laughs> yep. Oh. Another reason why I can't wait for the video show, because every week... It's every week. Sometimes Will joins in on the fun, too. It's going to be great. You know what the best part is? When we do eventually have the video show, it's what I'm going to look to you towards. Like, I, I hope that you do it every time. Oh, boy. Yeah. I just I put you on the spot. Um, No. So, for those who don't know, Call of Duty World League, the World League Champs was happening this weekend. It had just concluded before, we came, before I came over here to record the show, and which means we have a winner. So... Want to say congratulations to E United on winning back to back and becoming your Black Ops 4 Call of Duty World Champions, taking home $800,000. Absolutely fantastic. And then also want to say congratulations to Simp on winning back to back MVPs. So, and don't, if this is, he just turned 18. He did. So, this yep. is his first year competing. Yup. He wins back-to-back MVPs. The team he's on wins back-to-back tournaments, one of them being champs. Yup. The kid's a phenom. Yep. So looking forward to what him and the rest of that squad do for Modern Warfare. But then I also want to say 100 Thieves came in second after coming all the way from losers round one. Yeah. They got knocked into losers immediately. It was surprising. And they made it all the way to grand finals. That's fucking insane. And then also want to give another shout out to Optic Gaming. Coming in third wasn't where they wanted to be, obviously. But this is an end of an era for Optic Gaming. 
Um, and this is based off what everything has been said. This is the last optic gaming call of duty tournament. So teardrop. Yep. A little bit. It, it, it's an end of an era, man. It was, they've been, they're one of the most recognizable names in esports. Um, they're one of the most recognizable names in, I'd say just gaming in general, competitive gaming in general. Um, and they, yeah, it's, it's the end of an era. So good luck to that team, depending upon what they decide to do, if they stick together, uh, if they break up and find new teammates, whatever it may be, good luck to them in modern warfare moving forward. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that does it for COD Another games. A watch. Wait a second. Not quite yet. Oh boy. <laughs> I prematurely did my own soundbite. Will. Uh huh. Did the Raleigh majors end? Like, is that over? Do you know you, who potentially won that? I don't know. Okay. Um, Rainbow Six is what we're talking Rainbow about right Six now. Rainbow Six Siege, yeah. The Raleigh Invitational's going on now. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch today, so okay. I don't know what's going on. Let me see. Okay. I totally, I totally fucking blanked out on that. I knew there was another major tournament taking place. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll say this. Will... I'm going to move to the next segment real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it, it completed, but I, I'm not sure who won. Okay, you find out who won. In the meantime, it's time for Will's Adventures Within the Lovers. Another game to well, I try to stall, but we'll find the winner of the Rolly Major. Did you find the winner of the Raleigh Major? Will? Uh, no, it's... Um, I can keep going! No, so like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not going to keep going. So Rainbow Six has this thing. Shouldn't they have just tweeted it out? You know, Twitter may have been the smart place to go. Oh, what am I doing with my life? Um, it's okay. It's, that's how we do this show. We live life on the edge. You know, I put you completely on the spot when I completely forgot to put it in the notes. It's on me. So Congratulations, I Team Empire. Apparently, they, they, um, wait, what? I'm trying to read this. Read it aloud. Who, what happened? Who did they, I'm seeing who they went up against in the finals. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it was Team Empire versus G2 Esports. Okay. G2 dominant in the scene. People were expecting them to win. Yes. I take. And Team okay. Empire won. Um, I'm not going to do this now, but they have videos on, uh, there, there's nothing like, they didn't post a, like a, a match score or anything, but okay. there's videos. Uh, I'm not going to obviously sit through them and watch them now, but hey, it's what yeah, it is. congrats to uh, Empire taking down the uh, Goliath Setter G2. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Nice upset. You know what I'm really going to do right now? Are you going to do the soundbite again? I'm going to fuck you over so hard on timestamps. And that's it for COD. Another game's a watch. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm not going to do the Will's Adventures thing again. I already okay. did that. What did, what, you, what did you play this week? Um, played some Halo 5. Yes. How'd that go? Tough to find games. Ooh. What Took, playlist? Uh, quick play. Wow. Just okay. in the social. Um, I spent probably twice as long queuing as I normally did, it God felt like. damn. Okay. Um... I went up against Osprey in one of the matches. No shit. Yeah. That's he, awesome. He kicked our butts. Oh, well. Carried you know. hard. Um, 
but yeah, no, I had, it was, I just took, I just stuck in quick play. I didn't want to get into the rank stuff. Just wanted to play to play. Um, I had games where I was going like 20 and five. I had games where I was going five and 20, you know, it all depends on who we got matched up against. And that's the nature of quick play. It is what it is. Um, I have to say teamwork was awful because everyone was doing their own thing. Um, there was games where I was getting frustrated because people were doing whatever they felt like they needed to do. Halo five. And yeah, it is what it is, but, uh, jumped into some Halo five, got some games in, uh, no grind to 152, just playing to play. Um, then we did the community play date, played some Halo four and Halo three and like one game of Halo two because I hate Halo two and one big <laughs> team battle game of Halo I one. I don't actually hate Halo two. I just don't know the maps as well. So no, you're fine. frustrated when I don't know where to go or what to do. You're fine. Um, I know. But yeah, Halo 3, I had a lot of fun playing Halo 3 with you guys. We dominated in Halo 4 almost every single game we played. I believe Josh was close to a perfection. Let's go, baby. I had. Let's go. I was like 12 or 13 and 0 in one of the games. I had never gotten a perfection before, and I was so close. And then um, I just, I died Some once. bullshit happened. Some bullshit yep. thing that shouldn't have been there. Because it's never your fault. Never. Yeah. When when we die, it's never our fault. See, <laughs> I should have been smart and played it more passive having the perfection in mind. Sure. But when, like, I think Beth and, I don't know if it was you or, um, who else was in with us right away? It was Beth and then Mark, I know. No, Mark joined after I left. Right. Um, was it Matt? Was Maddie there? Yeah, Maddie was there. Maddie. Yep. So it was, uh, Beth and Maddie were pushing a situation. Sure. And they had the advantage and I'm like, I'll just come in and get a quick kill. <laughs> Turns out the other dude spawned behind him oh, and behind me and just got free shots. I hate that. So I was like, oh, MCC yeah. spawns. Yeah. Super frustrating. Um, but yeah, I had a great time playing that. I jumped into some apex on PC. They have their new solo mode, which Came out a day after we re- released the episode, or the day we released the episode. Yes. So a day after we we recorded. Somebody let me know that on Discord too. It may have been Beth. Beth. It was Beth. Yes. Um. But yeah, I jumped into their solo mode. Okay. What do you a, think? Um. It's fine. Okay. It's. Does do you think it works? Because that was the big contention as to why it wasn't there at launch, right? Everybody was like, "Why the fuck isn't there a solo mode? Why isn't there a duos mode?" Right. Right. When it was meant to be a three-person squad game, yep. and that was it. Does it work? So one thing they did is you get to see the first circle when you're in the plane, right? Okay, yeah. So I mean, it wouldn't make it wouldn't work if you dropped all the way on the other side of the map and had to make it all the way to the 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 circle. Sure, you wouldn't have time to loot. Um, does it work? In your mind, does it work? Yes and no. Do tell. Um, well, it, I guess it's kind of just like a like the three v three with the third partying and you know taking people down. Sure. But that's basically if you if you hear people fighting and you go third party, you're most likely going to win if you walk in with full health because a one v one duel, both team both players are most likely going to be taking damage. So if you walk in with that advantage and mm-hmm. just push it, you're most likely going to win unless, you know, the person hits a sick shot, whatever. Sure. Um, for me, I noticed a lot of people drop in the same places. And f- 
I was doing it. So they have the new area on the map called Octane's Gauntlet. Yeah, I heard about that. Well, yeah. I, saw, I watched the trailer. So yes, um, I know what you're talking about. I had a challenge to get five kills there. Okay. So I was dropping there every time. And so were a lot of other people. For those who have not seen the trailer, for those who don't know what this new area looks like, can you just give like a brief synopsis of what this it's thing ba- entails? It's basically like, um, it almost looks like an X Games BMX ramp where there's um there's there's one jump there's there's up there's hills and drops and then there's octane jump pads inside of the the these ramps and whatnot that so, sounds pretty fucking then, cool actually the best part is there's a ring of fire in the middle that you can go off the ramp and jump a hit a jump pad and go through and there's usually a gold item gold or purple item in that ring so you have to grab it as you jump through the ring do you get damaged from the fire in that ring if you hit the fire okay i'm just making sure that like there's a little risk to that reward yeah also it's you jump out into the middle of the whole gauntlet everyone can see you okay so there is risk um the the issue the main issue i run into is just weapons i guess i would say too Um, besides the third partying if you drop and you pick up a crappy weapon and someone across just gets something god tier you're you're you got to run or just figure out how to move maneuver around it um there was a game where I got four kills in Octane's Gauntlet, and what? No just shit. Because um, I dropped with a fat flat line. I okay. opened a thing, got a flat line, which is the automatic heavy rifle. Yes, like that gun. rifle. It's good, good, good weapon. Yep. With and then in the, um, I got a two times scope on it, so I was able to just hit a few people um, across the way, and it just dropped their shields instantly. Take awesome. Them out. Um, I do have one complaint about the game right now. Okay. What's your complaint? Alternator with disruptor rounds. That's the one you need like the turbocharger on, right? We don't need the turbocharger, but the the disruptor rounds is the hopped up. Hop up for Okay. So if you have a gold shield and the alternator, it's a close range weapon, but it takes eight bullets, eight out of a 32 or 20, 24 round magazine. It takes eight bullets to go from gold shield to death. Eight. Eight? Holy shit. Done. So, piss me off. Pisses me off if someone pulls that thing out with with that hop up. Um, Otherwise, it's it's great for melting shields. And then... Sounds um, like it's great for everything. It's great great for everything. But it is is extremely close range. And you do need that hop up. And you do need the hop up. Okay. But again, we dropped... I was dropping Octane's Gauntlet in solo. Yeah. Someone picked that up with the hop up right away and wiped the whole freaking map. Like it was nuts. Okay. I picked up a gold shield. I had the gold shield. I thought I was golden. Literally. I thought I was good to go the rest of the map. And I was just taken out like nothing. And then that person now has gold shield and the freaking alternator with the hop up. Ooh, he's. I'm sure he won. I didn't stay around. God damn. Um, moving on. Yeah. I jumped into some Sea of Thieves. Yes. They had a new update. Yes. Which has uh, a couple new items for or uh, what do you for a adventure couple mode new halo themed items oh not yet well i mean if you play it if you play it within a certain time frame yeah uh, i believe it's coming up but you get yes. the uh so they came out with a halo hull so you get do you remember what your complaint was there was you said you they can, didn't do the cannons they didn't and they the didn't cannons. do something else and go ahead go ahead yeah so the first stage was the hull 
the figurehead and the sails. Yes. And yeah, I was mad. You can't change the wheel. You can't change the anchor and you can't change your cannons. If you have the halo, well, you could put other stuff, but nothing that matched the halo gear. But now guess but what? But now <laughs> there's round two and you get these items. Yep. It's like so. they listened to your one complaint. Yeah. They're like, oh my why, God. Why didn't we do that? Yes. It's probably just, it's long-term hype, right? Oh yeah. To get more people to you get more people to come in, back yeah. regularly. But um, the new, they came out with the new quests is, um, so the, the storyline is is that the, the skeletons have stolen these dark relics from the Order of Souls. Okay. Um, and you can go... It's basically... They call it like... A, it's it's not a, an Athena, but it's like a four or five mission voyage where you go to these islands, either kill skeletons or dig up treasure, just like everything else. Sure. But um, these dark relics actually pay out like four grand for one. And um, you're also doing you um skull bounties and a lot of them that dropped for us anyways while we were playing were villainous so it's another three to four grand per uh you're making you bank kill. so you can make some decent money running one of these voyages wow so that was pretty cool we tried that out we tried um a new skull fort that we hadn't played before but there's an ashen skull fort they put in the game with the anniversary update okay and when it first started everyone would go there it sure. was busy so we said fuck it we'll just do our own thing now there's alone. probably not now, many people there. Yeah, there was no one showing up. With the arena mode that was announced, or that is out now, it's not just announced, it's out, it took away a lot of those people who just wanted to kill other people in the game and put them in that arena mode. Because that's constant over there. You don't have to sail the seas for forever to find another ship. Right. You can just attack people at will for that game mode. Right. So now, it, I mean, we, were, we ran into one other ship while we were out there, and it was a... F- he tried, okay, so he tried to be friendly. He tried to be friendly. Uh-oh. We tried to be friendly. He did not listen. So we were stopped. So this, the another new item that came out are um, these treasure chests that just straight up give you doubloons. Okay. Now, doubloons are an in-game currency that you can usually only get from doing kind of achievements, right? Sure. Kill all all the megs, all different colored megs. Right. Go to all these different islands and you get doubloons for doing these sort of achievement type things. Okay. Um, you can use them to level up your factions. Sure. Rather than turning in loot after loot after loot, you can just pay doubloons to go up a level. Okay. Um, so these chests are in shipwrecks and you can grab them, bring them back to a person and get doubloons. So I was parked at a shipwreck with Dom. Okay. And I bring up two... I bring up there's there's two of these chests in the shipwreck. Um and then some other loot. I bring up one piece of loot and one of the chests. And I get him on the boat, and this guy pulls up and he's like, I'm friendly, I'm friendly, but he stops at our shipwreck and goes and dives in after my remaining chest that I'm already there to claim. So Dom yells out, because you can speak in game and through a megaphone and whatever, he's like, join our alliance or or we'll shoot at you. Or we'll fuck you up. Yeah. Because we, we want part of our money. We were trying to claim that area. Um, <laughs> so what Dom does, he guy dives under. So like, okay, we're not going to sink his ship. Dom fl- jumps over to his ship and just sets sail on it and d- comes back. So his ship is, that's that, your ship is your spawn point, right? So his ship is just sailing and you can't like uh, go back to your ship with loot. So we go turn in what we have while he's looting the rest of this shipwreck. 
We come back because the chests are marked. Everyone can see where they are on the map. Because that's, you kill him so he could spawn way the fuck out there by a we ship. Did not, we did not kill him yet. Okay. Um, oh, yet. So, keyword. So, so like I said, these chests with the doubloons in them are marked uh, with a little skull. And you can everyone can see them on the map. It's supposed to be the challenge, right? If you have one of these chests, people might come after you. Get Go turn it in. So we were then able to track whatever he did with it. So we go turn our stuff and we look on the map. And the little skull's moving very slowly. <laughs> yep. And we just pull up to it, and he what he since his ship was gone, he tried to hide it on an island. <laughs> Obviously, you can see the freaking skull. Right, on the map, it doesn't make so, any sense. Um, we pull up. We were like, "Hey, man, why didn't you join us?" And we kill him, and all we hear from him as he's dying is, "I hate this fucking game." <laughs> and he leaves. We take our chests and we turn it in. I felt should have joined your alliance. I felt a little bad. Fuck him. He should have joined but, your alliance. But then again, yeah, I'm already there. And looting. he was stealing your loot. Yeah, I was already there. Yeah. Pirate's life, right? Arg. Arg. Me matey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last night. Last night. I started on a new adventure. Who a new adventure? GTA Online. GTA Online. Just the online, not RP yet. I right. want to get into RP later, but... Have you played the online before? A little bit, but not yeah. too intensively. Sure. So, um, I did a heist and a half with Dom and Nick. Yep. Um, I bankrolled up to like 700000 last night. Nice. Which is crazy for one night. That's a lot of fucking money. But you're going to realize... That's not a lot of fucking money. That's not a lot at all. It'll um, go real quick. Oh, yeah. So, I spent, uh, I spent a quarter mil on an apartment. Yep. Um, Twitch Prime actually has a deal right now where you can get a free penthouse at the new casino. Yep. And 250000 yep. So I figured, hey, I'm getting a free apartment in the city. I'm getting a free apartment at the penthouse or whatever. Right. Um, I got a free car, but I haven't bought any cars yet. Okay. So right now I'm sitting at about half a million. I'm ranked 20. Um, I've been playing like nonstop. It's like, fun. Like I played probably over 12... 12 to 14 hours yesterday. Jesus fucking Christ. And I just try to join everyone who's doing a heist because most likely that's the big bucks yep. coming in and you just do a few missions, do the final heist. Yeah. And they're they're really not too hard. No. If you know what you're doing. If you know they're what not. you're doing. Um, I've run into a few people who don't know what the fuck they're doing yep. and you get extremely frustrated and it's like most of it is like simple game knowledge. Yep. How have you made it this far uh -oh. in GTA Online? Uh oh. How are you rank 80 with millions of dollars and you can't fucking shoot NPCs in the head? I don't understand. Sorry, little rant there. But <laughs> Will rant coming in hot, um, GTA Online. Yeah, there, uh, there, are, there are people that are clueless. And then there's the hackers. You still run into the hackers. Oh, yeah. It's so annoying. Um, People just drop them. You'll just get a bomb dropped out of you on you from nowhere. And you're yep. like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden you see this guy just killed the whole lobby in one second. Yep. You're like, oh, that's what's going on. And you just leave. But then the load times are horrific. Yeah, the initial the load initial times are, load yeah, time. they're really fucking bad. Um, Even on an SSD, they're fucking bad. Yep. So, but I enjoy it a lot. I'm having a lot of fun. It's awesome. like, you know, you get to create your own character, be your own person. That's what I love in a game. Yeah. My dude's uh, a little hipster looking. Oh God! He's got the uh, he's got red jeans on with the white shoes. 
He's got a white shirt with like a monkey on the front and it says monkey across it. You do like your monkeys. And then he's got like the red rimmed sunglasses to match the pants. Wow. With the, and then like kind of my haircut, but I didn't go as far where it's like, it's like shaved around like the top, the, like the sides in the back and then just the long on top. So yeah, it's kind of wow. fun. <laughs> I like it. You love it. I love it. Yes. So I'll probably be playing more GTA coming up soon. Sounds good. That's that's all I played for the week. Yeah, that's it. We went on a little long with this one. What did you play? It's okay. Uh, I played MCC as well, Community Playdate. Uh, I did get a Perfection one game, and then I was really close to getting another game, but I was stupid and went up a lift. Um, we are playing Halo 4. I went up a lift. I had rockets. I'm like, oh, this could be great. And then, uh, nope. <laughs> were they waiting for you at the top of that lift? No, I shot a teammate in the back, oh. and I died. See, I'm like, fuck me. It is what it is. Not a big deal. Um, no, it was really fun though. And I'm glad that we're doing it every week again. It feels good. Get my weekly fix of Halo in. Um, and then I'm also back to playing a game that didn't think I'd be playing again until Shadowkeep came out, but, uh, I'm back playing Destiny 2. A lot. So I play when my daughter goes to bed. So Friday night and Saturday night. Actually, last night, too, um, I was up to, like, maybe 2 or 3 in the morning on Friday and Saturday, and then last night I was up till, like, 11 or midnight or something like that, because I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to complete the Solstice of Heroes armor, and I'm only doing it for one character, because I don't have the time or patience to do it for two other ones. Um, I just upgraded to the rare set yesterday, so now I have to upgrade it to the legendary set. But once I do that, uh, it'll transition to being an armor 2.0 armor for Shadowkeep. And uh, I also spent real world money to get all the glows. But the glows look awesome, so I didn't fucking care. And I haven't spent money on Destiny in a long time. So it's like, you know what? I love how that game plays. I'll always love how that game plays. They're fully independent now. They don't have a publisher with Activision. They publish their own shit. And... A, a, a step that I think they a step that I think they're taking the uh, in the right direction is that for the first time ever they delayed a release so Shadowkeep had been delayed instead of the end of September to uh, October 1st it's the first time ever a Destiny release has been delayed now that they don't have Activision as publisher they have the opportunity to do that and say and come out and be like no we need a little bit more time Okay, you've come out and said that you need a little bit more time. I respect that. I appreciate that. Go right ahead. And uh, Luke Smith, the director of Destiny, um, he put out a three-part massively long document basically saying everything from how Destiny 2 launched to where they are now to where they're going in the future. And it was great. It was. It's like what three four three has been doing on keeping things transparent between us and the like between them and the community, right? It's the same exact thing. Now they're fully independent. It feels like they have the opportunity to finally do these types of things and say these things that people have been asking and wanting for a really long time. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be playing Destiny two again. I am. I've already pre purchased the digital deluxe edition of Shadowkeep, so I'm fully committed to whatever they decide to do moving forward. And like I said, for those who have maybe jumped off the Destiny 2 train, um, I still think that game plays fantastically. 
And I think if you are going to play that game, you should play it on PC if you have the means to, because it playing at 60 FPS or higher, it you you can't go back. It's that game plays so fucking well, man. And like I said, I'm excited for Shadowkeep, but that's all I played. I played two games. I played all of those games that I listed from Friday till Sunday night now. God damn. Which is nuts to me. God I, just, I was just sitting there damn. thinking about that. I'm like, man, I went from Apex to Halo 5 to MCC, back to Apex, then on to Sea of Thieves for a few hours, then just GTA. finished it out the rest Crazy. of the weekend. GTA. God damn. It's nuts. Um, When you guys play GTA again, let me know. See, we were thinking about calling you yesterday we're oh like, it's okay i'm busy we're like well josh really want to get back into gta we were like i was we were going back and forth on sure it. like not well i re if, if- so i reinstalled no man's sky um because the beyond update came out and i, I haven't played any of the beyond update yet but i have it reinstalled wanted to get back in there and then I'm warm, man. Just let me be. Okay, this is just really fucking weird what I'm seeing Will do right now. I, I pulled my sleeves up, so I'm like almost wearing a On a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. He pulled his sleeves up on a short sleeve shirt to make it look like a tank top. I'm fucking roasting in here right yeah. now. I don't know why. I'm, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah. Like fucking, what world are we in? Um, No, but I, I reinstalled No Man's Sky. I, I uninstalled Sea of Thieves before they announced that the more Halo stuff just came. Oh. So I have to reinstall Sea of Thieves. But I have unlimited data now, so I don't give a shit. And then but I have GTA I, 5 installed, and I've had it installed, and I, I would like I think it'd be fun to play with you guys. It'd be cool. I don't understand why you need the Sea of Thieves Halo stuff when you don't play Sea of Thieves. It's the fact that it's I'm dumb. It's the fact that it's Halo. That's it. If if it's Halo related, I want it. Like I'm that person. I'm such a fucking loser. I I want, <laughs> I want it so bad. Because it looks so cool. And if I ever, ever decide to redown, like to actually play that game again, just ever down the line, at least I have it. Because I don't know if it's going to be avail- available forever. Like if they yeah. bring it back in some case, because right. it is a limited time. You need to play within a limited time frame to get it. Yep. Whether or not they bring it back, that's up to them. I have no fucking idea. But if I get it, then it's like, okay, at least I have it. That's that. It's a piece of digital content that doesn't mean anything, but I want it. It is, you know, you talk about you want games where you don't have to be totally invested all the time. That's Sea of Thieves. I mean, Sea of Thieves is pretty good. Like, the sailing, the downtime is when you're sailing, right? Yeah. I know you can't, like, if we're in the middle of a fight with someone or in a skull fort, you can't really just walk away. It's hard. No, it's fine. But, it, I mean, realistically, if you're not in a raid or a PvP match, Destiny 2 is basically the same thing. Yeah. It's, I can pop in. I can do something. If I'm out in the overworld, I, I don't, I can walk away. I don't have to be there. Yep. And like Halo, I play Halo, we play Halo every week. It's like, I can devote, I mean, I talk to my wife, but I can devote a couple hours a week to playing Halo with you guys. Um, But if I ever want to pop on, it's a quick, maybe 10 minute match. You know, Mm -hmm. that's easy. So no, it's, there are definitely games out there that can satiate my needs to wanting to play something, but it's just, I want that piece of Halo content just because it's a piece of Halo content. It doesn't mean anything, but I want it. Will, shall we move on to the news? All right, perfect. So before, okay. Remember when I hinted at the beginning of the show that there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in the news? Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to start with some downers. Oh. Oh, yeah, we're going to hit the fucking shit going right. Okay, and you're going to be pissed at this too. You ready for this? 
Sure. Because I don't know if you saw this, and it's not in the show notes because I forgot to include it. So get your fucking ass ready. Here we go. This is in the Facebook group Halo Collector. Hopefully you can see where I'm going with this. It's the Funko Pops. It's the Funko Pops. So this is worse than even I thought. And I'm going to complain like a motherfucker. So here we go. It states, this is from Mark uh, um, Bowker, B-O-U-C-H-E-R. So I, I apologize, Mark, if I mispronounced your last name. But he states, looks like Gamescom is getting the gold Master Chief. Good news for anyone collecting in Europe. That is good news for anybody collecting in Europe. Um, but it's bad news for anybody that purchased the gold Master Chief Funko Pop at Halo Outpost Discovery Chicago and maybe even Houston that just took place over the weekend for $40. Because guess where else it's going to be available, Will? GameStop. GameStop. If you want to get collector picky, the Outpost ones will have the Outpost sticker. Right, that's it. The Gamescoms ones. will have the Gamescom sticker. Yes. Now, I'm pissed because it wasn't base price. That's that's what I'm mad about. Actually, I'm mad about two things. A, I'm mad that it wasn't the fucking 12 to 15 bucks that a normal Funko Pop would go for. Yeah, like a normal special edition. It's what it should have been. Because that's what they were at Orlando. So the fact that they fucked up in selling more than they had to then go to selling them at a premium on Sunday and not having available for on Friday and Saturday when people may have only had had Friday and Saturday passes, right? Well, we saw the bulk of the people were there Saturday. Exactly, which means a lot of them wouldn't have had the opportunity to buy on Sunday. So, and they were at a higher price premium. And they were supposed to be, based off advertising, an Outpost exclusive. Straight up. Based off of what Halo Outpost said themselves, it would be an event exclusive, not able to be purchased anywhere else. It was stated. Now... I also shouldn't be surprised because I also commented on this Halo Collector post. I shouldn't be surprised because what did we do for the E3 Master Chief Camo Funko Pops? Got them from GameStop. We got them from GameStop. And they had the E3 sticker on them. As we can see, you have one sitting behind you. So I shouldn't be surprised that this was a thing. But I'm upset because... I don't remember anything being said when the camo chief was announced that it was absolutely exclusive to E3. I thought, now I could be mistaken here, and if I am, please call my ass out. But I thought that the announcements came at the same time. Where, hey, you can get it at E3 or GameStop. Here, I mean, when it it first came out, I remember thinking, oh, there's no way we're going to get that that um the active camo one and then you told me like oh wait no they're gonna have them at GameStop so i don't know if it was simultaneously okay okay let's say it wasn't let's say it wasn't simultaneously yeah now we're at a situation where it was literally stated that it's only going to be at outpost Mm -hmm. and then a actually months i'm not going to say a month i'm going to say months later now we have this announcement from Gamescom and it's like, Hey, Gamescom is going to have them as an exclusive for Gamescom, but you can also purchase it at GameStop. Well, 
can I get my uh, can I get twenty five bucks back? Is that an option? No, of course not. Of course, it's not an option. Somebody posted as a comment on that thread that I'm a person that paid forty dollars at Chicago, but part of me is not not upset with it because I also got the experience of being at El Post Chicago. Okay, I understand that and I respect that. We had a great time as well. But to me, and even the the vendor, like the the person at the booth was saying like, oh, it's like a, like a, uh, he said it's, it's like that price premium because it, it is, it's an exclusive or whatever he said. And I'm like, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm going to buy it regardless, but no, especially after this announcement, fuck you. No, that's not fucking cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm upset about this. I, I feel bad for anybody that paid 40. I feel bad for anybody that missed the opportunity to buy one. Hopefully you, hopefully you get one now at GameStop. Take advantage of the situation. What's up? Do you think them going back and releasing more is in response to them selling out in the first two, the first two venues all pretty much? Sure. And then being like, oh, people want their hands on these and we sold them all out. What can we do to, to get more out there to the, to the people? Cause that, that is the other side of it. Sure. Is that, but don't charge 40 fucking dollars. Well, he, on day three of an event, go go buy one for for fifteen bucks at your GameStop. Switch the stickers and bring the other one back. Am I gonna go to what? Where's the fucking last location? Am I gonna drive down there and just like be like, here, fuck you, I don't want this anymore? No, what I'm, are you talking about? Never mind, never mind. It, I I did that backwards. Like I was saying, go buy it from GameStop and return, but it, you're just getting your same money back. Yeah, give my same like, money. Without the sticker. Yeah, go, go fly to Anaheim. <laughs> okay, perfect. And I'll do go that. Go buy a plane ticket, hop yes. on that plane. Get my $40 back. Get your 40 bucks back. It's the principle of it. Fuck you guys. Yes. <laughs> buy a ticket to get into the venue for the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wait in line. Wait. Oh. No, I'm... No. Obviously, the one thing I'm upset about is that we had to pay $40 for something that realistically shouldn't have been $40 in the moment. Um, we bought something that other people should have had the opportunity to got to get as well, considering they weren't available on Friday and Saturday. Um, and I am, I am happy that more people will have an opportunity to get it now, but at the same time, I'm not as happy because it was advertised as an exclusive for this event, right? Yeah. You should, you had to have been there to get it, or you would have to deal with the assholes that sell at a premium on alternative outlets. Right. Well, you can, you can say now there is going to be a difference if, like, if you're a true collector, there's going to be a difference in value to you. Right. Because to of having the, the outpost sticker versus the game. Right. To have sticker. been at the event itself. Y- yes. Like for, I for me, the E3 thing. Yeah. Pisses me off more than this outpost thing because that's the same sticker from E3. It is. So. And we didn't go. I don't think they sold them at a premium at E3. So that's no, kind of a different they didn't. story. No. But um, just because, like, they should have put a a different sticker on it because you didn't get it at E3. Sure. Or just remove the sticker entirely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I would have been, honestly, I would have been fine with that too. Um, I think it's funny to put such a big value on a sticker, but I mean, I understand it. It's a collector's thing. You you know, it came from that event or in our case, it didn't, but regardless. Um, But yeah, I just, 
I found it so bizarre when when I saw that in my timeline, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It's, yeah, I don't know. I could be totally being a hypocrite right now, and I apologize if I am. It's just it no, really it, took it, me off guard. It's understandable that because you they advertised it as being for sale at the merch booth. For what I think it was twelve fifty. Yes, it was the base for price twelve fifty. They had the price listed, and that's what it was at Orlando. We get there at the first event. We are the first people in line at the merch booth that uh, Friday. Yes, the first people to go up. Granted, we were there early. We had we had well, VIP still, access. We had VIP access, but still, we were the first people at the merch booth. It yes. didn't matter to me. And they're like, "Oh no, that's just for the VIPs." Like what? No, it was advertised. Nope, that's just for the VIPs. Only in the VIP bag. Right. Turns out there was a conundrum from before they didn't order enough yes they they sold they sold through them they sold through their stock at the first two events yep okay great you made your money on them but what are you gonna do for the rest of the people it's like if so we had t-shirts at the that we handed out the event it's we like did. if we brought our whole stock on friday and handed them all out friday right there was people we met on saturday and even sunday still that they would have been without a shirt that people that like were amazing and definitely we it's weird to talk about like our merch as that but it's like i, I would have like been, been bad no, i would have felt horrible not giving them a shirt when i gave all these people on friday exactly no it, it's exactly it this is exactly why we staggered them out yeah so that's what they i mean realistically it should have been first come first serve but they should have had a set amount for each event that should have been there and clearly they're able to make more yeah, <laughs> maybe they weren't able to make more in time for the rest of the events and get them ex- expedited. I mean, I'm just saying, they're able to make more. It's, it, yeah, it's, it I is, know what you're saying. It is frustrating. It really because is. Because we did pay a pretty damn high premium for yep. them. And when they shouldn't have been, when they weren't advertised that way. Right. I just feel like I was, you felt like you got take, the ring around so hard. And you're taking, you felt taken, taken advantage, advantage of. of. Yep. It's exactly it. When it it didn't need to be there. Exactly. Yeah. And and I it, this is we this could, is gonna sound so bad, but we we had spent so much already, like at that merch booth. Yeah. You know, like we spent hundreds of dollars at the merch booth, and so at, at part of me is like, oh, what's another forty dollars? But then the other part of me is like, well, I I love supporting this. Like I love what this is, but. You're really going to take advantage of people like that because this is a sought after item when at other events you're selling it for the base price it was at and now we get fucked. That's the same thing. That's another thing too is it was already sold at the other events for cheaper for $12.50. exactly. This event's not different. It's in a different location. What do you fucking do that? It's the same event. I mean, so people at the other events bought four of them for the same price that we got one for. That's the other thing. There was no limit set. Holy shit, you just brought up a great point. There was no limit set to how many you could buy. Yeah. That's a huge no-no. So, fun fact, when... I apologize, this show is going to be long, so strap the fuck in. We, when we went up to the merch booth, you were getting your, um, sweat, you were getting your jacket customized. Yep. Right? That was when I walked over to the regular merch booth and I saw them up there. Okay? And I'm like, holy fuck, Will. Like, I'm like, I'm waving you. Yeah. I'm like, dude, the pu- holy the, shit. The Funko Pop. Yeah, right here. He's like, oh my god. So... I walk into the merch booth, right? And he and the guy goes, "Yeah, how can I help you?" And super nice, super nice guy. And there's nothing against the person who was selling them. Okay, let me just say that when I said "fuck you" earlier, it wasn't to the person selling it to me. It was to the whole thing happening. So he was incredibly nice. He goes, 
yeah, what can I help you with? And I'm like, I would like uh, a gold Master Chief Funko Pop, please. And that's when I looked at the price. And I'm like, oh, fuck, $40. And he goes, yep. Uh, it's, he, I forgot exactly what he said, but I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to buy one anyway. And he goes, how many would you like? And I, and I was literally what you just did. You just shook your head. And I'm like, I took a back. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Uh, and I said, no, I'll just take one, please. One is perfectly fine. They didn't put a limit on how many you could fucking buy. I wonder if that was the same thing for the previous locations. That if you could buy as many as you wanted, therefore leaving even more people out of an opportunity to get their own. Let alone at base price. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? So, that just compounded my frustration right there. Thank you for bringing that up. Because I totally forgot that they allowed you to buy however many you wanted. Oh, that's a... Whoo. Whoo. Okay. That that was the first news story. Is there anything else you want to hit on that? No, no, no. Next news story, please. Let's right. get this rolling. All right. So... We're, here's another fucking downer for you. So Halo Wars 2 petition response. This is by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com, and I quote, Hey friends, it is always awesome to see the passion of fans wanting to see change come to the games they love in a positive manner. Recently, a petition has been shared around in the Halo Wars community that has been signed by over 2,300 people who want a lot of awesome things to happen for Halo Wars 2. In the petition, there are a handful of requests made by the community. These include... A Halo Wars 2 Steam release, new features, new content, bug fixes, and quality of life improvements, and multiplayer balance support. As awesome as all these requests are, and as much as we personally share with the uh, personally share these same desires, the unfortunate reality is that we are currently unable to commit to any future Halo Wars 2 continued development or support at this time. The same team that is currently working on bringing MCC to PC and Halo Reach to MCC, the Through Further Publishing team, is also the team that helped make Halo Wars 2 a reality. With the large scope and immense uh, amount of work surrounding MCC for PC, the resources that were previously focused on Halo Wars 2 has been pulled over to help support MCC and Halo Reach development. Every one of us cares deeply for Halo Wars 2 and the awesome community that has, that has and continues to play the title. The team has previously partnered directly with the Halo Wars community to be heavily involved in balance patches, bug fixes, and numerous improvements to the game both during initial development and well beyond its launch and subsequent DLC releases. Since launch, Halo Wars 2 received 18 content updates and over 30 balance patches that were built entirely on community feedback and requested changes. While we'd love to keep that great partnership going, at this time the team does not have the bandwidth to work on Halo Wars 2 with other development efforts taking priority. This does not mean that the team won't revisit Halo Wars 2 in the future, we'll never say never, but it does mean that these requests are things the team is unable to commit to for the foreseeable future. Who knows, maybe they'll be able to focus on some of the requests and the petitions later down the road, but at this time, in the interest of transparency and open dialogue, we just wanted, wanted to be upfront and realistic that there are no current plans to do so. Thank you all for your feedback and requests for even more awesome with Halo Wars 2, and thank you for the amount of passion and continued interest that uh, you show towards the title and the Halo Wars community. We look forward to hopefully being able to work with the community in Halo Wars again in the future. So, based off the responses that I saw from the tweet, um, or from the article, I guess you could say, and the subsequent t tweet that followed, this wasn't surprising at all. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean... We bringing Halo to PC is a huge thing right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's they're, they're and they have pour, a limited workforce. You know, yeah, they're 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 pouring everything into it. Um, it's understandable that they don't want to. I you know, 
it's one of those things where like it's a it's it's a past project at this point, right? Yeah. Like I'm surprised. I was honestly surprised when they went back to fix M- MCC. Yep. And then um which is great for them now and then they're bringing it to PC even better. Um It's it's unfortunate they can't do it now, but yeah, like they said, maybe in the future or right. maybe Halo Wars 3. Just to right, exactly. Out, get the new game improvements. Yep. Quality of life and people will be happy. Precisely. Um, and to put it in dad speak, people weren't mad. They were they just were, disappointed. They were just disappointed. Um, hey, Will, guess what? Yeah. We're going to keep with the downers. Oh, so. No. I don't like this. I know. Next news story. Halo Windows app is sunsetting by 343 Industries. This is from HaloWaypoint.com and a quote. As the 343 team looks ahead and works on the future of Halo, we periodically take stock of everything we currently operate and support across the entire franchise ecosystem. As time goes by, various op- applications and services fall out of scope and are deprioritized as they no longer as they are no longer a key component of our future plans and aspirations. Ceasing support and operation of these legacy offerings frees up resources that can be redeployed on better services for the future. Today, we want to let you know of our plans to officially decommission the Halo app on Windows PC starting on August 16th, 2019, which means it's already done. Beginning today, Halo and HCS news content will no longer be published within the Halo app. Instead, you can continue to find all this same great content on HaloWaypoint.com and Halo.gg. Halo Wars 2 game stats will continue to populate within the app until two, six, until February 16th, 2020, but the same data can also be found within the game client and on Halo Waypoint. We recommend that you go ahead and uninstall the Halo app as there are no more uh, there will be no more content, updates, support, or functionality being added. If you currently use the Halo PC app to launch Halo Wars 2 or Halo 5 Forge, as of uh, August 16, 2019, you'll be need to launch each application individually. Please note that this will have zero impact to your ability to play and enjoy these games and has no impact on performance. A number of people have installed and utilized the Halo app over the years since it released, and we hope the the content it delivered helped to enrich your enjoyment of all things Halo. We appreciate your support and look forward to bigger and better things in the future. This wasn't really a downer thing. It was just like something that got thrown away. I just want to put it in the downer news, I guess you could say. But sure. fuck it, I didn't fucking use it. I mean, I didn't even know it existed until this <laughs> this came out. You would know if you tried to launch Halo Wars 2 on PC. Because it would launch that app first, so then you could launch the game. Gotcha. Yep. You know, I've always been interested in Forge. Sure. I've just, I mean, opening that Halo 5 Forge, it's so, over, so overwhelming for yes. the first time. And I'm like, what did I just, I I don't know. I'm, right. I'll see you later. <laughs> it feels to me, and I know you can do it with a controller and people have done phenomenal things with a controller. But when you when I jump into Five's Forge, I feel like that was made for mouse and keyboard. Oh yeah, for it, sure. And when you go into Halo Five Forge on PC, that's definitely what it feels like. Because when I have the controller in my hand, and I love, I prefer any basically any type of game I play with a controller. Basically, that includes PC. I've talked about it multiple times. But man, when I tried Forge Halo Five with a controller on the Xbox One. I felt like I would touch something and it would just like fucking the thing I was working on would just like no idea what's going on. I can't even explain. Yeah. I had no idea to wrap my head around those controls. No idea. But yeah, that app's gone. So, uh, uninstalled if you hadn't installed and you know what? I'm going to throw a question out there for the listeners to the listeners of this show. Have you used that app? Did you continually use that app? 
Have you been in Will's shoes and never heard of said app? Let us know in the comments below. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. For more HDS... Oh, just fucking with you. Okay. Hey, Will, guess what? What? We have more downer news. Next news story. Halo Infinite will have trip... Oh, wait, hold up. No, no, no. We have other downer news. So, next news story. Halo Infinite creative director leaves company. This is by Jason Schreier at Kotaku.com. And I quote, Tim Longo, creative director for the upcoming Halo Infinite, left developer 343 Industries this week. Kotaku has learned. It's part of a leadership shakeup that arrives late in the development of the next Halo game, which is scheduled for release in fall 2020. Longo, an industry veteran who also served as creative director for Halo 5, had moved to a different role a few weeks ago, according to two people familiar with goings-on at 343. This week, he left the company entirely. When reached by Kotaku, Microsoft confirmed Longo's departure and sent over the following statement. And I quote, Roles and responsibilities of various team members regularly evolve to meet the needs of a game throughout development. We've recently had two changes to the Halo Infinite development team. Our executive producer, Mary Olson, will now take charge of the campaign team on Halo Infinite as the lead producer, utilizing her many years of experience at 343 to help craft a great campaign for fans. Additionally, Tim Longo has recently departed our team, and we are truly thankful for his many contributions to our games, our studio, and the Halo universe. We wish Tim nothing but the best in his future endeavors. The overall creative vision and production of the game remains led by Chris Lee, studio head of Halo Infinite. We have a world-class team building Halo Infinite and the overwhelming positive response by fans has energized more than ever to create the best Halo game to date. Alongside Project Scarlet and Holiday 2020, these changes have no impact to the release date for Halo Infinite. End quote. In addition to release on Xbox One and PC, Halo Infinite will be a launch game for the next generation Xbox, which is codenamed Scarlet. It's envisioned as a spiritual reboot for the series, according to 343 studio head Bonnie Ross. The studio hasn't shown any actual gameplay just yet, but put out a cinematic trailer for, uh, featuring protagonist Master Chief at E3 this year. I know we've discussed this many times, and we've gone on a long time What's already. Up? Go for but, it. This you know, is downer calling, news. They're calling it a spiritual reboot. Yes. I'm trying to think and relate it. And the only thing I can think of is how they changed God of War. Right? A spiritual reboot. Yep. So I was speak. also going to go the Modern Warfare route sure. with Call of Duty. Because that is, again, yeah. a spiritual reboot of Modern Warfare. Yeah. So I'm hoping that something just clicks with this game. Yeah. With Infinite. It might be different, but that, that's what it was for, like, God of War for me. Honestly, the first series... It was different in a great way. Yeah. Um, the first series of God of War never yeah. captured me like the first... This this one did. Sure. It was just a dude angry because and he wanted to kill his dad. Right. And this, this, this new God They're of right War there. had so much more going for it. And I just hope that, you know, we talk about how Halo's been on this journey and downslope for so long um i feel like the latest god of war and hopefully modern warfare i mean cod's always going to be it's it's top echelon yes but, yeah um hopefully it just brings the new light to the game and revives it that's sure. what i'm hoping for and i guess that's uh that's all i had to say <laughs> nice destiny reference there do you know what i'm talking about new light new light yeah new new little I mean, light no, that's no like they're 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 free to play experience. Oh, it's called New Light. It's yeah. called New Light. Yeah, 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 you got there. Um, hey, Will, guess what? What time for more downer news? So, Halo Infinite will have quote triple A player investment experience end quote that includes microtransactions. 
by Eddie Macca over at GameSpot.com, and I quote, A newly posted job ad at Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries provides a clue into what to expect from the Xbox One and PC shooter as it relates to the live nature of the game. Microsoft is hiring a live design lead who will come up with strategies to keep people engaged with Halo Infinite for a long time after release. This includes all manner of things, from in and out of game progression, social media engagement, and seemingly through some kind of microtransaction strategy. One line in the job ad states that the candidate will design and deliver a, quote, AAA player investment, end quote, experience that includes microtransactions. Quote, Design and deliver a AAA player investment experience that focuses on our fans and, the, and their desire to express their passion for our franchise, including but not limited to microtransactions, end quote, reads a line from the job posting. The express their passion line seemingly is in reference to cosmetics for in-game characters, but nothing is confirmed at this stage. It is no surprise that Halo Infinite will have microtransactions, as a job ad from 2018 called for an online experience design director who would oversee a number of games-as-a-service elements, including microtransactions. Interestingly, the wording from the live design lead and the online experience designer director include a number of similarities, including some word-for-word bullet points. The online experience designer director job ad has expired, but it's not immediately clear if the position was filled. Whatever the case, the new live design lead position also notes that among the successful candidates' responsibilities are to, quote, put the player first in all of their team's designs, end quote, and players are likely glad to hear that given how microtransactions can, at times, skew toward the icky side. Eddie, did you really just use the word icky in a fucking article? That he did. Oh, good lord. All right. This new live design lead position is a relatively senior position as a successful candidate should have eight plus years experience on two or more AAA titles and a deep understanding of business models in games and beyond. The successful candidate should also know how to develop frameworks that keep people interested in Halo after they stop playing, while 3 for 3 is also looking for a person who has a, quote, comprehensive understanding of player uh, psychology, end quote, as it relates to creating experiences that keep people coming back. Halo 5 also had microtransactions and live service elements, so this is nothing new for the Halo franchise. Will, thoughts? As long as it's... If you want to put things out there that people can buy, but can still earn, I'm fine with it. Okay. But, like, I get so mad with... Like, in Apex right now, Mm -hmm. they have an Iron Crown event going on, which you can earn... Um. Well, no, you can. I don't think you can even earn these things. You have to buy Iron Crown packs, Apex packs, with your coin, which you have to spend real money to get co- the coins, which include epic and legendary gear and skins and stuff like that. And it's frustrating to me that realistically, unless I played Apex twenty four seven, I'm not going to get all those things. So. I mean, Halo's going to have it. They talked about the extents, customization, like Reach. I have yet to start. I feel like they're just going to throw a bunch of cosmetics in there. Like, here you go. Yeah, spend 20 bucks on this skin. Spend 5 bucks on this weapon skin. Even if they have weapon skins. But sure. No. Don't do it to me. <laughs> they're going to, obviously, but... I'm not surprised. I mean, right. The At way, all. The way games are going now. Right. And the the part that intrigued me the most 
was the quote live portion of the game, right? No pun intended, but the game is called Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. right? I know I make the joke all the time about infinite possibilities. We've seen the type of success that Destiny has. Okay? We've also seen it not do so well. Right, exactly. We've seen them learn. We've seen them... And I, I am now fully in the camp where I think Destiny... Because you have to think about it as Destiny 2 was being made while Destiny 2 was still being made. I mean, well, Destiny 2 was still being made... Destiny 2 was being made while Destiny 1 was still being worked on. Right? With content releases, so on and so forth. Therefore, I think that was one of the major reasons why Destiny 2 released and it felt like a step back from the Taken King in D1, right? The Taken King was like, holy shit, this is what Destiny 1 should have been when it released. This is amazing. Can't wait to see what they do with D2. Then D2 came out and they're like, wait, why the fuck does this feel like D1 at launch? What happened? And another part is I think Activision had a big say-so on how things were happening. So, I true now 343 Industries is a Microsoft owned studio. Halo is a Microsoft owned IP. That is their baby. They're not going to do anything to fuck with it. Okay? They want it to do well. Now, what I'm going to say is this Did microtransactions work in Halo 5? Well, they definitely made me buy a lot, but did they work in a gameplay sense? No, I don't think they did at all. I think the whole having to purchase packs to get cosmetic items was the dumbest thing possible. I, along with everybody else, missed the reach type of customization where you would see the items. It would have a credit value associated with them. You would earn credits in-game only. There was no purchasing credits or anything like that. And you could buy the piece that you wanted. You could save up for the piece that you wanted. You know exactly what the value is. The value doesn't change. It's always there. When you have the amount, you can buy it. You're good to go. And I know that because I believe we talked about it previously where they want to get back towards like reach type customization levels, right? They've talked about that, I think. Right? Yeah. Now, I really hope they don't fucking... I really hope that what they only... What they do by microtransactions is... They make it so, dare I say, because of the infinite possibilities joke I continually make, maybe it's just expansions. Maybe there isn't a Halo 7. Maybe there isn't a Halo, because this would technically be Halo 6, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a major reason... That we're not talking about as to why there isn't a number after this Halo release. Because it's almost like... The story can continue. Or or if you think... Yeah. Like, if you think of games right now. Yep. Destiny 2 is... You have expansions which kind of progress the story. They could do a lot better. Yes, they obviously could. In my opinion. Yep. Which maybe they are going to be, but... Um, and maybe Shadowkeep is this step towards them finally doing what they want to be able to do. Yeah, a lot of games have moved as the games as service model. Yes. Where it's some like better, some worse. Continued experience that keeps going, keeps evolving. Maybe that's what Halo Infinite can be. Right. And go ahead. The, the thing that I'm going to say is that because Will talked about it previously, one of his one of the things he likes the most about video games in general is 
He likes to make his own character. He likes to make progression as his own character. And maybe part of me thinks that, and maybe I'm thinking way too deep into the weeds on this, but maybe, just maybe, because this game is called Halo Infinite, like everybody put your tinfoil hats on because this is what I'm feeling like right now. With Halo Infinite, you ha- this is the continuation of Master Chief's story, right? So, the base campaign experience is Master Chief's story. It's full-featured, it's fully in, it, like engrossing and developed and feature-rich and just feels fantastic, and it's a complete story of Master Chief. And you are him. Then the story completes. Maybe something happens to Chief. Maybe something doesn't happen to Chief. Maybe something happens to Cortana. Maybe something doesn't happen to Cortana. But the fact of the matter is, maybe the story doesn't need to continue with Chief after the fact. Maybe you you are your own person at the end of the road. And you get to develop this person. Whether it be a Marine, a Spartan, just a human civilian, whatever it may be. And maybe this live-as-a-service game has expansions down the road where you continue on with the story as that individual. And again, this is this is all hypothetical, but I just can't get it out of my head that the game is called Halo Infinite. I truly believe there has to be a reason why it's called Halo Infinite. So Will, I'm just going to give the listeners a heads up here. Will had to leave the room for a quick minute while I was talking there. So I want to fill you in if you didn't hear me. Sure. I was talking about how you had talked about on the show weeks ago where like one of the things you love about video games is that you get to create your own person. You get to be your own person, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of the main reasons why I love GTA. Yeah. So part of me is thinking, and I told the listeners to put their tinfoil hats on for this. Oh boy. Yes. Seriously. Like I can't, Okay, in, in regards to the news story, am I happy about microtransactions? No, I think they're fucking stupid and they, they probably don't belong in in, a, in the cosmetic sense. I don't want them there. But I can see them being used in an expansion sense, in, in further story DLC. So, Will, while you're out of the room, here's what I said. You love being able to create your own character, be, the, be your own person in video games, right? What if, just what if, Halo Infinite's main story is Master Chief's continuation, right? You play as the Master Chief in that main story. It's fully featured. It's engrossing. It's amazing. It's what you wanted. At the very end of the campaign, something happens to Chief. Something doesn't happen to Chief. Something happens to Cortana. Something doesn't happen to Cortana. But either way, that story's done. And something new takes place. Where it's you. Maybe you're a human civilian. Maybe you're a Marine. Maybe you're a Spartan. ODST doesn't matter. But you are now the character. And as the story progresses through DLC means, through expansions, you are your own person. And that's how it continues. I can't imagine this game being called Halo Infinite for other than like, oh, we just didn't want to put a six at the end of it. I just can't. Right, there's always been... Even like Halo, Halo ODST wasn't Halo ODST. It was Halo Three ODST. Exactly, it was a sub. It was a sub story of three. And then there was Reach, Halo Reach. Correct. 
but at but the same time wasn't a master, master chief. chief game so it's really halo infinite halo reach i'm just like tying it like you know halo infinite well i mean halo reach wasn't a master chief game yeah halo infinite the main story is master chief but maybe not after the fact but not an actual like it's a master chief story but not yeah. a master chief game yes like, yeah. like the game doesn't serve yeah no everybody can take their tinfoil hats off now i just wanted to make that point but it's cosmetics microtransactions no get them the fuck out cosmetic i mean uh microtransactions in the sense that hey maybe you have expansion passes maybe they learn from the lessons of previous uh games of service titles and make the best one that they possibly can um maybe they can make it work maybe they can make something that hasn't been seen before i don't know i'm trying to be optimistic i hate microtransactions but i'm trying to be optimistic and this is coming from somebody who's bought who spent a lot of money on microtransactions I, in video games. I think that's why I hate them so much now is because I've spent so much on them. Sure. That you're like, God, they got me. They right. freaking got right. me. Right, and that's the thing is that I know that, oh, if, if you don't buy them, they'll get rid of them, which is really true. Like, if, if people don't spend money on them, they probably won't use them anymore. Yeah. But people like us, we spend money on it. There are whales out there that spend hundreds, thousands on microtransactions in video games, so they stay. But yeah, I don't know. And I do like knowing there's a way to support the game even after you bought it. Right. But. And the yeah. thing, the thing I liked the most was I love the HCS packs. So the team packs. Oh yeah. Specifically. Yeah. The fact that I knew and granted the first year or two years of worlds, I knew that rec pack purchases were going towards the prize pool of worlds. That was good, too, because I love supporting the competitive scene. I'll do it in any way I can. But being able to purchase a team skin pack, knowing that a little bit of that proceed is going to the team themselves, that's nice. Yeah. So maybe if they have something like that, fuck it. I don't care. Go ahead. I'll buy them. Because that, I know, supports something. But yeah. Um. Anything else you want to hit on before we continue? Let's, let's keep moving. All right. This one's not a downer story. MCC development updates by Postums over on HaloWhipMod.com, and I quote, Where are we at? Currently, we have completed our Ring 2 testing and have verified that previous blocking bugs have been resolved. The test team received a new build yesterday and is currently working through a full verification of the build. If verification completes today, we'll go into Ring 1 this weekend to verify the changes and assess readiness for the Ring 2. If all goes well there, we'll continue in the following week moving through our rings. If no showstoppers are found, we'll be uh, able to move to Ring 3, Soon, once all previous rings have been cleared. Below are a handful of bugs that have been resolved this week, uh, which were ring three blockers. Users were able to matchmake after editing various files, soft lock when pressing Alt-Tab when in full screen, crash when loading into a match, certain scenarios caused the roster to disappear and not be accessible, and inviting a friend to play would cause the NVT to crash when accepting it. <laughs> well, that fucking defeats the purpose of a friend play. All of these are currently being verified by our internal team as being fixed now. We are looking good to go to ring one tonight and a verification that all critical bugs have been fixed and no new major issues are present. This could be the build that goes to ring three soon, barring no issues. Looking ahead, even though we are working on Fireflight, we still have progress being made on the following flight to test out PvP. The key goals for the next one will be to validate Halo Reach PvP networking within gameplay and through the matchmaking flow. This next flight is currently planned to be on Xbox One, to be an Xbox One flight only. Below is the current spec for our first offerings for matchmaking we are working towards. Social games, Halo Reach, 2v2 matchmaking, maps include Countdown, Powerhouse, Zealot, Games, Slayer, 
4v4 matchmaking maps include countdown powerhouse zealot and tempest game categories include slayer flag and bomb zone control asset denial and action sack 8v8 matchmaking maps include tempest breakpoint and ridgeline game categories include slayer flag and bomb zone control and asset denial competitive games halo reach reach team hardcore includes countdown and zealot with game variants slayer and capture the flag and invasion because that's going to be ranked uh maps include breakpoint game variants are invasion obviously we are excited for the future and are uh, all hard at work bringing these games to all of you thanks for joining us and we look forward to chatting more with you in the following weeks cool uh so yeah there you go fun fact xbox one flight only for pvp is what it sounds like currently next news story halo provides some stats this is by halo over on Twitter, and I quote, Over 2.6 million player-created game types from Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4 have been successfully copied for future access in MCC. Up next, we'll be copying custom games on August 26th. Make sure you don't miss out. And the last regular news story of the week. I'm very obsessed. You could say addicted. Former heroin user enters spotlight live-streaming video games from the Chicago suburbs. This is by John Kielman over on the Chicago Tribune. Um... This is a story about Aaron Travis, a.k.a. Action Man, HTS Grassroots Partner, streamer extraordinaire. If you have not checked out his stream, I highly recommend you do so. And I highly, highly recommend you read through this news story. Um, it is a great piece about Aaron. And after reading it, Aaron, it, I don't know if you ever listened to the show, but let me just say this. Um, I think it's incredible where you've come, how far you've come and where you're going to go. But as I tweeted out earlier, I just want you to know that I, I hope that you stay healthy. Um, I, it's great that you're away from the drugs and everything. That's phenomenal. And I, like, I can't express that enough, but, and I know you realize this, but streaming for as long as you do sitting for as long as you do, it's, that's not healthy either. I'm not telling you how to live your life. Obviously you live your life. However you want to live it. I just know that we want you around for a long time. We want what's best for you too. And uh, just stay healthy, bro. That's all I'm going to say. But please read the article. If you haven't already, it's phenomenal. Um, And again, Aaron, congratulations on how far you've come and where you're going to go in the future. Will, competitive news time. First and foremost, UGC Matt asked the real questions. This is by UGC Matt on Twitter. And I quote, how many Halo 3 teams would attend an event with second chance tournaments for amateur players to make money and reach semi-pro status. $10,000 prize pool and open to all minus champ bracket teams because they'll be playing at the same event. Pros, cons, educate me. Interesting. What do you think? Oh, so some, so amateur players get to play with, with or against pro teams. Against. Um, well, the pro teams just seem like they would but it it gives those so i think about it in a sense where pro league right mm-hmm. at the pro league finals you would have your top two open you'd have your top two open teams in other words the top two am teams compete at the finals and if they got a certain placing they would knock a pro team down to um the am league while that team took the spot, took their spot in the pro league. Yeah. Because they proved that they were worthy. So obviously not to the pro league extent with what his question is pertaining to, but giving those AM teams a chance to prove themselves 
and knock themselves up from being AM to semi-pro, just taking that next step. Here's the issue I have with that in the Halo scene right now. There's not enough players and teams to, to where, and hear me out on this for a second. The Go ahead. The gap in skill. It's pretty is, massive. It's too big. It's pretty big. Like, it's not, oh, we lost because of a lucky break here, lucky break there. There's a pretty big gap in skill levels from those current amateur teams to the pro teams. I don't know if doing one tournament like this would provide enough competition and enough practice to be like, oh, these guys can hang with us. There, it's gotta, there, there's got to be another way. If it was consistent, sure. But if the one event... And if right, a one-off tournament a one-off probably tournament, wouldn't make a difference. Wouldn't make a difference. Right. Now that there's a 10K prize pool... That's what it, is that what it says? 10K? Yep. Take it, yep. Um, if there was an event with a 10K prize pool. Uh, it would be... So, team... Let's see, like, fifth place team makes it to champ bracket. But they don't... They, they come in fifth and don't win any money. Team that was knocked out in pools all of a sudden is winning 5K. If you're not going to win it and you're one of those mid-tier teams, why don't we just tank and go after and steamroll that 5K? Eh? unregulated sport no reason against it sure why not i understand secure the bag that you you can't beat tox secure the bag where you can yeah that's a shitty like i know i completely understand where you're coming from mentality but but i can definitely see it happening i would just hope that i mean i'm not gonna shit on anybody but like i would hope that if you're going to compete you want to you want to get first right like i would hope that your mentality is it's first or nothing well it's also it's also a job to some people well, exactly. So exactly that that prize pool is kind of king sometimes. I don't know. Couldn't just, agree more. Just trying to trying to if it's regular. You're bringing another persist. Yeah, you're bringing another perspective to this question. I yeah. I respect it. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm the type of person to do that. It's just something I could see someone doing. No, to- exactly. And you bring up a great point. As in, this would be one thing. This wouldn't be consistent. We're mm-hmm. not talking about a pro league situation, right? Where you constantly have that opportunity to break out. But anyway, I think my quick two cents, I think it's awesome to put a shine on the AM teams, like to put a spotlight on them. I think that's fantastic. No, no. And you're saying the same thing. It's, but I agree as a one-off thing, would they really obtain semi-pro status because they maybe get a higher placing at one event? It's not consistent. What's to say that on a different day or at a different event, they just get shit on. So, I don't know. I, I I think it's nice to put a spotlight on AM players, give them the opportunity that they deserve because they do deserve it, but needs more consistency. Yes. Next news story. UGC is the Halo Classic Atlantic City information. This is by UGC as well. So, these are uh, talents that's been announced over the past week. So, on the desk is going to be Lottie. Uh, one of the analysts is going to be Shyway. Uh, the comment- some of the commentators include Trooper, Throoper, Elamite, and Bravo. And then the Observer is going to be Heinz. So you go. Just more talent being announced. Great to see. Will, do you want to take the next news story? We have the UGC Halo Classic Atlantic City Week 2 Qualifier Point Leaders. This is by UGC. And let's run through them. Number one, I suppose you could say there's a, a 
four-way tie. For, Go ahead. For number yeah. one. It's your Tox team. That's steamrolling everyone. APG, Lethal, Royal 2, and Snakebite all have... Um, I'm... I'm their total points are on the total right. Total points are on the right. So let's let's they're at 2060. Yes. Um next we have Ace, Neighbor, Eco, and Boo Boo Doo Boo. Um Ace and Neighbor are at 1460, Eco's at 1300, Boo Boo Doo Boo's at 1265. In 9th, 10th, 11th and 12th we have Tusk, Falcated, Demon D and Ares. Tusk is at 1175, Falcated 1155, Demon D 1120, Ares 1090, Shay Straight Sick. Shotzi and Frosty round out the top 16 here. Shaylee is at 1090. I'm sorry, I read Aries wrong, 1090 as well. Straight six at 1090. Shotzi's at 1005. And Frosty rounded out at 1000. Very nice. Looks like, uh, I mean, unless something drastic happens, I think Tox is going to get that first seed yeah, they, pretty fucking easily. They don't need, I think they just need to come in like third or fourth the rest of the way. Yeah. They don't even need to win out. Yep. So awesome. All right. Uh, next news story. Halo Draft League announces their autumn season. This is by Halo Draft League. And I quote, the HPL. The Halo Premier League, or HPL, is our brand new eight-team league where teams will pay a $25 buy-in and compete against each other for 10 weeks for their share of $500. Teams will not be drafted as they are in the HDL, Halo Draft League. Instead, teams will be made ahead of time and sign up together just as a more traditional esports competition. This was made for a lot of reasons, but our biggest one is we wanted to have more players in the Halo Draft League who are open to teaming and playing with new and varied skilled players. We tried to accomplish this by creating a space for players who have teammates already in place, who have teammates already a place to compete against other practice teams. Games will be played on Thursdays and Saturdays from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Registration for this is already open and will close in the next few weeks. Get your teammates together soon and sign up if you want to compete. The sign-up link will be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. But that's not it. The HDL. Welcome back for the third season of the HDL, or Halo Draft League. We are all very excited to improve and grow from last season to make this one the best it can be. Some main changes to put out right away are team sizes will be five players per team, not counting any coaches, and captains won't be alone in scheduling their matches anymore. We are now assigning staff members from the HDL to help captains find out which teams their team will be able to play against their... uh, what oh, time? which times, thank you, to help captains find which times their team will be able to play against their opponent. As all of this is volunteer, we are doing our best to make sure that helping captain schedule is these uh, is these staff members' primary focus, if not their only focus. To try to make scheduling even easier, we are also implementing restrictions on the days and times that games will be able to be played. These days are Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. More details about player availability will be recorded um, when players sign up for the draft. In an attempt to make the league more manageable for our current staff, we are reducing the amount of teams in the league to eight. As this is a change some might not agree with, we also significantly decreased the length of this season from the last to shorten the wait for players who aren't drafted or picked up by a team to get back into the mix. If resources allowed, we will be doing our best to try and get tournaments going during the season for those registered for the HDL, but not yet on a team. Lastly, this season, the Halo Draft League will have a $200 prize pool. Signups for the Halo Draft League will open on Monday, September 9th. So they they're going from which was they had a ton of teams. They had two divisions. Yeah, the Challenger and the Champion. Yes. And now they're down to just 8. Yes. I would like to see 
kind of okay have your top eight but then do like a challenger something on the bottom to have those other teams maybe still compete for the sure. chance to break i think the problem was the scheduling itself yeah because there were so many teams and so many games that needed to be coordinated every single week the I scope think it be- was too big i think it became very taxing yeah and Props to them, props to the admins, and uh, props to everybody over on the Halo Draft League team for recognizing that and wanting to fix it. And it looks like they are making that change. Yes, eight seems a little bit low, but at the same time, I think this not only gives them an opportunity to have more time and resources for scheduling and everything, but it also gives us a better opportunity to highlight people more often. Sure. And yeah, there's, um, with esports going to a shorter season, I don't know if it's a good thing. Sure. In the fact that it's hard to build brand loyalty to a team when the seasons are so short and then they're going to get scrambled again with a new draft. But we also don't know how short the season is yet. That's true. So, um, I don't know. But yeah. We'll just we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Next news story, Josh. Thanks, Will. Here's an upper for you. I, I did not mean for that to be a drug term. Wow, that sounded fucking terrible. Okay. Here's a good news story, Will. Hey, live.halo.gg. This is by official HCS on HaloWaypoint.com. The HCS grassroots program is quickly approaching its one-year anniversary, and we've been blown away by the response and support from the Halo community. Since launching last November, we have learned a lot about the onboarding process as well as how we can best continue to serve HCS grassroots partners and fans, all while growing and evolving the program on the road to Halo Infinite. Today, we have 12 partnered content creators, and we are continuing to add more over time. They create and release their content on various platforms, which which presents some challenges around our ability to shine a spotlight on all these different pieces of content, both live and VOD. We are constantly thinking of better ways to promote all this amazing community content. With those goals in mind, we're excited to introduce live.halo.gg, an experimental extension of Halo Esports' home on Waypoint leveraging the maestro services that will be serve, that will serve to showcase HCS grassroots and official HCS content regardless of what platform they're available on. If you're looking for the latest and greatest core multiplayer and competitive content the community has to offer, whether it's happening live right now or freshly posted VOD, look no further. As the HCS Grassroots program continues to add more content players and and tournament organizers, live.halo.gg's offerings will be updated and curated to provide you with more and more entertainment in one location. Here's what you can expect when you head over to live.halo.gg. Featured content. On the featured page, we'll be curating the content we think you should be watching right now. If there's a partner tournament that's live, you can expect uh, we'll feature it all weekend long. When the show is over or there's not a tournament taking place, we'll be featuring a rotation of HCS Grassroots content creators or showcasing curated on-demand playlists. Looking to explore and watch other content creators that are live? You can do that too. Community content. Live streaming isn't the only way HCS Grassroots content creators set out to entertain, and we've curated the latest YouTube videos for Halo multiplayer lovers on the community content page. See Ubernick's latest thoughts on Halo Infinite, catch Eli X's top stream highlights, watch Proximity train for the Halo Classic 2v2 tournament, and more. As the trial period continues, we'll be offering challenges within live.halo.gg that will enable you to unlock the HCS Grassroots content within Halo 5 and MCC, and potentially more goodies down the road. As mentioned above, live.halo.gg is an experiment looking to bring Halo fans the best content out there and also continue to support HCS Grassroots content creators. So you might be thinking, how will you know if this experiment is successful? 
For this live.halo.gg trial period to be considered a success, we expect to see an increase in viewership for HGS grassroots content creators and tournament organizer partners. For both their live and VOD content featured, as well as strong discoverability and cross-pollination of viewers and engagement across the content featured on the site. Finally, the fans using live.halo.gg should be having a great experience and the feedback we get from viewers will also be important. Speaking of feedback, we want to hear what you think of live.halo.gg. After giving it a spin for a while, you can tweet your feedback at us at HCS. Tell us what you like, what you dislike, and what things you think would make the experience even better. Once again, thanks for the continued support of the HCS Grassroots Program and its partners as we grow and evolve on the path towards Halo Infinite. For all the latest on the Halo Championship Series, keep it locked to Halo.gg, Live.halo.gg, and follow at HCS on Twitter. I said Live.halo.gg a shit ton there yes you did uh did not need to be included that many times in the article but fuck it um i have one criticism so far of this announcement a i think it's cool that it's a thing i'm glad that it's a thing why wasn't beachland shown on this at all why was this announced basically as beachland was ending it had to have been done beforehand you could have literally had beachland on your stream all week you know, and they are a grassroots partner they now. They are, um, and they're a tournament organizer. Sometimes live dates are just live dates, and they are what they are. Well, you know what? They should have fucking came out a little bit earlier. <laughs> um, no, I think it's great that this is a thing now. Um, what else? All I can hope for, and I swear to God, I really, really hope that this is the home that you can go to, where all community run tournaments are going to be posted as well. They said that it's going to be like, if they have a tournament that's happening all weekend long, they're going to show it all weekend long. They better fucking do that because not a lot of people know to follow, um, GT halo. Not a lot of people know to follow Midwest Esports, which you should be fucking following by the way. Um, also let me just say this. I really hope that it's not just, grassroots partners that have their content featured. Like, I hope it's a way for all Halo content creators to have a spot to shine. I know that the focus is on the grassroots partners. I get that. I think this is going to be controlled heavily by HCS and the grassroots program. They're going to post, this is going to be like your highlight hub. Have you been there yet? No, I have not, but I think it's going to be strictly grassroots partners and a way to support them. Sure. I because respect if, that. Because if you if you add this for everyone, then what's the highlight for the grassroots program? Give them featured prominence on like the the main featured um like ribbon. Sure. But it's it's called live.halo.gg. It's not called like grassroots.halo.gg or anything like that. I, I get that they're focusing on the grassroots partners. I just hope that this is an opportunity for others to break out in the space too. Because Midwest Esports isn't... I don't think they're grassroots partner, are they? Mm. No, but they hold Halo tournaments every now and again. And it'd be cool for those to be shown because like, it just adds exposure. We're in a fucking drought. Give the people who are putting on the shows a, sh- a time in the spotlight. But, I mean, my first hope is that they give the tournament organizers that are grassroots partners their time in the spotlight, and then I hope it trickles down. 
But Will, I understand completely what you're saying. It's probably just going to be grassroots partners. Um, next news story. The new Play Griffball website is live. Go ahead and check it out. It looks great. That, that was your news story. Next up, the Beachland looks for feedback. This is by the Beachland on Twitter, and I quote, For those who watched, participated, or would like to participate in next year's Beachland, what's some feedback you'd like to maybe see, change, or input? We have a year from now to the next, and we'd love to make it even more amazing each year for our gamers. Thanks. Let's go ahead and check it out. Reply to that tweet if you attended or watched. Give that feedback. Next up, Halo Draft League reschedules a tournament. This is by Halo Draft League. On Twitter, and I quote, Update, Bobetta's Halo 5 2v2 tournament. We mistakenly scheduled it on the same weekend as the Halo SWAT Nation tourney. Out of respect for them and players who wanted to play in both events, we'll be moving the tournament to the next to the weekend of August 31st. Sorry for the inconvenience. But hey, good on you, Halo Draft League. That's awesome. They're giving the opportunity for more players to play. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to look at it from the other side, if this was a big tournament that was organized, and they're all of a sudden like, oh, we need to change the weekend, there would have been uproar. Sure. But, but even even SWAT Nation uh, like replied to that tweet and said, hey, thank you very much. Yeah. Good looking out. Very nice. Just love all around. And then the final, yes, Will, final news story of the week. Limited Beachland merch is available now by the Beachland on Twitter. And I quote, if you're looking to snag some epic Beachland gear, we have limited supplies left. Be sure to hit up at IcyChiller54 for any questions. Picks or invoices. Again, that is at ICChiller54. I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R-5-4. Check it out. Um, I bought my FlexFit hat. And a sticker. I love my stickers. They'll be coming to me soon. I'll be rocking that fucking hat. Um, Will, I believe that actually does it for the news. For your upcoming tournaments of the week, on Saturday, August 24th, we have Midwest Esports Halo 3 2v2 at Next Level Expo. We have the Halo Classic Atlantis City Qualifier number 3. We have GT Halo Body Count Halo 5 2v2. And we have the SWAT Nation Bears Don't SWAT 4v4. Check all the information out, the links that are provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. On Sunday, August 25th, we have the Female Pro League Halo 5 4v4. And on Tuesday, August 27th, we have the Blam Gaming Halo Series Preliminary number 2. Again... Tournament info will be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Will, what do we got for the tournaments and league recaps of the week? <laughs> Facepalm. Uh, <laughs> Halo Outpost Discovery Houston free-for-all results. Yes, we it's are the getting, sweet one. We're getting updates. <laughs> that was Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Die, Dr. Uh, Pepper. Um... No copyright infringement intended. All rights <laughs> reserved to the original owner of the content. Um, <clears throat> Halo Outpost Discovery Houston free-for-all results. We're getting updates from Dragonite doing amazing work over there at Halo Outpost. Um, looks like we have the Halo 5. Are they still sticking with um, Super Fiesta? I think so. As a competitive event? <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, yeah. It adds a little fun to it. Little, yeah, little and the Halo fun. 3 one's strictly hardcore, right. so... So Halo 5, Friday, first place was Shinobi Roiku, Ruku. Second was Tyrant. Saturday, first went to Smelly Louie. Hope you weren't that smelly there. And second was Cloudy Biscuits. Sunday, first place was Josiah Naga. And second was A Little Ninja. Halo 3 on Friday. First place again. For a second time, after he won in Chicago, he went down to Houston. He did. And Rage More Nerd won again. <laughs> he did, Brian, you motherfucker. Does he get another set of Astros? No, 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 no. 
I think he got he no, I don't know. He may have gotten a shirt or something. Okay, okay. Like I saw people with like Astro shirts. Yeah. Looked fucking awesome. Pretty cool. Uh second place went to Halo Gen. On Saturday, first place went to N the Zone three. In the zone. In the in the zone. Second went to I'm a bad five star. Maybe like a five star general. Maybe. In Halo Three. Maybe. Yeah. Sunday, we didn't receive the t- the update yet. Yeah, Unless- I, Dragonite's busy, you know, like running the whole competitive side of the event. Yeah, so. and the the thing with Sundays is it's 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 shut down and pack up day. Exactly. So events probably ended. He's probably packing up the whole scene. Exactly. I'm not expect. I I don't blame him one bit for no. They need to get up and get out of the uh, uh the venue. Right. So. And shout out to Dragonite for providing us these results and uh, continually providing them throughout the weekend. And again, we're going to shout out the last event as well because there's one more uh, post-event happening. So, thank you, Dragonite. You're amazing. Josh mentioned it before, but the next tournament is the Beachland 8. The results are as followed, 5th through 8th. We had Sin and 1, Devilman and Meg, Frolic and Notorious, Fight and Scrub. Fourth place went to Jones and McDick. Third went to Words and Fat Bastard. Second went to Doughboy and Reepachu. And first place went to Patch and Legend. Taking it home. Bracket is over at noobcombo.com. VODs, there are (laughs) (laughs) too many to count. It was a week-long event. Keep that in mind. Probably about 15 to 20 VODs there. There were some I didn't include because there were some like a minute long. Some of them like 20 minutes long. So I I tried to include all the longer ones. And then... Silos also provided some feedback for us since he was there at the event. Yeah, so I asked him if 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 you could provide. So this is Silos, but I, I asked him if you could provide a synopsis of like a summary of how the event went because because he was actually there um, and kind of give us from a perspective of somebody who wasn't like give us a perspective of looking through it through his eyes, right? So here we go. First statement because he posted this on Discord. Is, is there anything worse than Discord character limits? Hold on. I didn't even know there was character limits. There are. So here we go. He states, Beachland was really something special. It was a nostalgic trip back 15 years ago where land play was really valued. It also helps that everybody there has an understanding and love of the game in some way. The house is almost completely gutted other than Halo setups, which there were seven total this year, including the stream setup. They also tape garbage bags over windows to keep the house dark and cool. This also has the side effect of making you lose track of time because you have no idea if the sun is out. In terms of how much I actually spent playing, it definitely varied day to day. The lowest I I got was roughly 22 games on the first and last day. I averaged low 40s most days. Highest I got was 52. Averaged out to 15 minutes a game and I played roughly 13 hours on my longest day. People there were really friendly and open to playing games. Once you were in a game, you may get barked at sometimes, especially if you're outclassed by your teammates, but Skills and Legends both knew I was a newer and less experienced player, and both of them invited me to play with them. McDick even invited me to play with him multiple times. You do have to go out of your way to be social and introduce yourself to people. If you can do that, though, you should be able to get games in. This year, there were three rooms dedicated to the stream, which was new. One for the broadcast, and then one room for each of the teams playing on stream. Finally, dinner was prepared for us every night, which is an incredibly kind gesture I wasn't expecting. The skill gap among player base was there was insane. 
I played six games with Legend against top two 30 players. Against two top 30 players. And Legend was casually coaching me and carrying me in games, allowing us to win the series. It was our host, mind you, but it was still insane to see. Imagine playing against Ace and Spartan with Shotzi on your team in H5, and Shotzi is just casually directing you while you're still playing, and you guys win. That's basically what happened here. I also had this experience with uh, Skills and McDick, but those weren't against top 30 players. People there play a lot faster than what I'm used to. If people here have played with me before and thought H1 was fast, I play like half speed compared to these guys. I was completely lost my first couple days there, and a lot of the good players would tell you I was still lost towards the end. Tournament pool was or two, yeah, tournament was pool play based on player rankings, followed by a single elimination bracket for the top two teams out of each pool. One of the bouncing acts of the Beachland is that players want a fair tournament, but don't want to play in a tournament for three days. Previous years were criticized by players for taking too long. This year, the criticism was being single elim. They're still working on a perfect balance. Personally, I lost every game in pool, so I had nothing to complain about. As the week went on, people would slowly start showing up to play later and later. Meanwhile, they're staying up later as well. From Thursday to Friday, I stayed up all night to play, which might honestly be the best way to describe the experience. You wake up with the headache from the lack of sleep. Walk to the house and start playing. You finish a couple series and realize dinner has been ready for like three hours, so you can, so you eat and play some more. You walk out of the house into the sunlight and start stumbling home and wonder, why am I so tired? It's only like 8 p.m., but then realize it's 8 a.m. and you haven't slept yet and start to question what in the world you're doing with your life. Sleep for a few hours, then wake up and immediately head back for more. I loved every moment of it and hope to make it back next year. Silos. It sounds amazing. That's crazy. That sounds fucking amazing. So it's all about playing Halo. It's Halo 1. Halo 1. Yes. All about that Halo 1. You know, like you said, people will talk, they'll, they'll get on you if you're not playing well, but it seems like if you talk to the, like you saying, Mick Dick and um, Skills. Skills, Legend, like once he got in games with them, they would just coach him and tell him, hey, do this, right. do that. Then it wasn't, it's it's always that competitive side, right? People want to be the best. So right. of course, if you're not playing up to their standards, you might hear about it, but at least there's people there that are coaching and being like, hey, do this, go here, move this. Right. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't tournament play the whole time, right? Yeah. So it was, I think it's, I think it's amazing that it was just a bunch of fucking fans of Halo 1 getting together going to a beach house and just fucking playing Halo 1 all week long, making new friends, meeting old friends, maybe meeting people you've played with online for so long you just never met in real life and just having a great time. I think that's phenomenal. That's all we got for tournament recaps this week, Josh. Will, then it's time for our Face It Ignite Halo 3 EU Open Post Show. So, the Face It Ignite EU Open happened over the weekend. It was a Saturday and Sunday event, no Friday. Um, Will, I'm going to let you get right into it because for the first time in a little while, we have a segment to bring back. Roster Recap. All right, let's get into these rosters. We'll start with Group A. um, It was Tox Gaming, which included Snakebite, APG, Ace, and Snipedown. Little change up from what you're used to hearing there. Yes. So, um, what Lethal and Royal Two were not able to make the event. Yep, we're not able to make the trip. So, right. Ace and uh, Snipe Down stepped in. Yes. Next up, we had Team Lethal Divide. This is Turk, Looney, Shabby Dagger, and Kimbo. Next team, Lucendi Gaming. 
Rob's Adept, Snipel, and Zyrus. Uh, on Lethal Divide, it's Lunny. Lunny. My bad. Well, it, it's, it'll make... It, there's a reason why. Because there's a loony later. Exactly, yeah. Demonica, I just want people to be confused. Demonica Purple was Double uh, XL, Flash, Fidgets, and Jesus. First boss was uh, Ginger 1, Ginger 2, Softside, and Jokey Dwarves. So, this was a play on final boss, obviously. Yep. Strong side instead of soft side, side, you know, get it. Uh, Ubernick was one of the gingers oh, as well. Yeah. yeah so it was, and uh, actually the other ginger looked exactly like Sims. That's what I was told. That, yeah, yeah. Like basically the same fucking look. And they, they did like a side by side comparison on the stream of them. And I'm like, oh, it's so funny. Go ahead. All right, moving on to Group B, we have RBL Esports. This was Respectful Hauler, Snipe, Snipe Drone, and Moe's. We had Mocket, which is Looney, Warlord, Squashy, and Organs. We had Team Improv, Benjamin, Diadems, Teneth, and Decrib. I'm going to say Decrib. Decrib. Um, next, we have Team Azolved. This was Cerberus, Buttons, Bitey, and Boca. We have Team Hyperboom Esports, included Viking, Lindsay, J.O., and Shamshots. Shamshots? Shamshots? Some shots. There you go. Some shots. And then why can't I sprint? Outcast, three. Outcast, Deadeye, Prom, and Predator. Moving on to Group C. We have Mazer Gaming, Flames, Havoc, Snakey, Infusion. Is that so snaky? Um, next, we have Revive Nation, Beatly, MC versus Arbiter, Prophet, and Hercules. We had Radicade Esports, Legend, Nedrum, Nedusa, and Xanti. We team uh, Felon Gaming, Zok, or Zok, the Warrior O'Neal, Zok, another Zok. Zok and Zok, I'm going to go with. Zok is the first one, Zok is the second one, and then Shady. We have Endangered Esports, Vincinical, Kazi, Crystal Rails, and Dash. And then Team T and Crumpets, Dragonite, Guntype, Blitzkrieg, and Costa. Moving on to Group D, we have Aspire Esports, Jimbo, Two Foxy, Flux, and Riots. We have Back to Classic, Sandal 1, Sandal 2, Fatal Ferocity, and Boynies. Next was Stush Gaming, Icon, Mista, Mista, maybe, um, Namasta, and Penguin. Then we have Demonica, Manatee, Shook, Shoddy, Godly, Team N, or 92i, M2 Squared, Shady, SLG, and Cruz. And then Electrify Esports was Rudimentary, Kamikaze, or Kamikaze, uh, Censure, and Luckless. Running next, here's the results. In 9th through 12th, Revive Nation, Hyperboom, Improv, and Demonica Purple. 7th through 8th, Lucendi Gaming and Stush Gaming. 5th and 6th received $1,250 each. That's $1,250. Um, Tea and Crumpets and Back to Classic. 4th, received $2,500, Aspire Esports. 3rd, $4,000, Mazer Gaming. Second, $6,000, RBL Esports. In first place, $10,000, as we predicted, Tox Gaming. 2v2, uh, Halo 5 2v2 results. Penguin and Trippy took first. Congrats to them. So I could never, f- I couldn't find a bracket for this at all for the Halo 5 2v2. And the only reason why I know that, and so I have, a, I think Penguin was Trippy's partner. Like I'm pretty damn sure because every picture was them like together, like on the plane. And then with, uh, like with uh, Penguin's girlfriend and like, they, yeah, they, they were just always together, right? Yeah. So I, I just think they were a duo. I can't confirm that, but I think they were. 
And uh, the only reason why I knew they won is because Trippy tweeted it out. That was yeah. literally it. So thanks for the lack of information, face it. Also, um, before you say anything, I just want to say this. Shout out to Maddie Rums, seriously, because he's the one provided all the rosters. Because he was on, he was watching the stream, and when they had it up, I believe he took screen grabs of when every pool was up. Oh, nice. So, Maddie, seriously, thank you very much. I probably wouldn't have been able to find these otherwise. So, or by going back to the VOD and scrubbing through it. So, thank you very much. Go ahead, Will. Um, I guess we'll just jump into thoughts on the event. What do you What do you think? I see you have a list here. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch a lot of it um, because of doing family stuff this weekend. So I, I apologize for not being active in the Discord over the weekend and all that. Um, but from the from the times that I did tune in, I'll say this. I heard the production value was good. Like I heard that the quality of the actual stream, the visual quality and whatnot was good. And based off what I was watching, yeah, looked great, which is awesome. Can't deny that. I can criticize some other things, though. First and foremost... Where was the main stage? It didn't seem like there was one. No. There was just stations. Yep. It, and I guess that it made it kind of feel like a more intimate feel, which I guess is fine. Different event. You know, it is what it is. I can't really criticize this too much, but I'm so used to seeing like an actual main stage at a real tournament with an actual organizer and all that, that this just didn't happen. It kind of weirded me, but whatever. The audio and video stream issues. So today, today especially, uh, stream would continually cut out like for a second or two. Go black, audio would cut, and then would come back right away. Um, other people were stating the same thing. Apparently, it was a production issue, not a Twitch issue. So that's something that wasn't ironed out completely. It didn't really detract from the entire experience, but... It is what it is. Have to criticize it. Um, the lack of content between matches. So, I don't know if it was all the time, but... So, on their break screens, where you'd have a, a timer countdown, it was a background. Like, a, an animated background that would move very slowly and then have music on. There was no montage clips. There was no clips from this previous series that took place there was no other match that was being shown it was just empty bullshit it's something that i criticize every event for not having is quality content during break times it doesn't keep me engaged at all obviously i'm gonna hang around because i we talk about it but if i'm a normal viewer and i just pop by and i see that i'm fucking dipping there's no way i'm staying and that leads me into the other part of that. There was no Halo 5 2v2 broadcast at all. Not only that, but there was no... They, like, they didn't cut to it during breaks when they probably could have or should have. The only reason why I found out about the winner is because the winner tweeted it. Yep. Not the face it account, but the person who won. Yeah. So that's not fucking cool. Um, But what I will say is there was a very close grand final, all things considered. Which was awesome to see. I thought that was I thought that was awesome what um, RBL was able to do. Yeah. But and if a couple things would have went their way, it would have been a little bit different of a series. But yeah, I thought that grand final was awesome. It was. I mean, we hear it all the time that you know 
EU teams just can't compete with the NA teams, and they showed right. that they could there. Right. I mean, I, it was what a four-two. Yep. But all those the first four, the first five games were all really close. Right. A flag cap away, couple kills away from securing either on either side. Right. And um, it just makes me think if they did have the connection, if they did have the right practice schedule or routine and going up against these teams regularly right. they would be able to compete at that level and we'd have more competition within the scene what i'm really hoping for in infinite specifically is that we have actually no i'm not even gonna say i'll save for the last part of the show okay it's literally gonna hit off the point that you just made but yeah i agree um what were your thoughts for me for the event like i said cool to see the eu talent show up yes it was awesome um, and like, I'm sorry, Will, to cut you off. Let me just say this because I sounded like a total asshole before. I think it's incredible that the EU finally had a major Halo 3 event take place in what was like, what, 10 years or something like that. I think that is phenomenal. Face it. Thank you for putting it on to all the casters, the observers, um, the talent behind the scenes. I say it all the time, but I truly mean it. You guys did a phenomenal job with what you had. And yeah, I thought it was great. Go ahead. Like I was saying, cool to see the EU talent show up. Yes. Um, for me, watching the events when I tuned in, there was like, I just couldn't get hyped about it. It seemed lackluster to me. Just was, here's the tournament. I mean, the, the commentating, it's the same commentators we hear from, you know, from the HCS events and they do a great job, but just them alone wasn't enough to keep me hyped for this event. And I don't know if it was, like, there wasn't any huge matchups coming up often. There wasn't, like, Tox was our heavy hitter. And that was pretty much it. Like, so... Until, yeah, it was RBL in the end. In the end, that showed up. But Tox sent them to losers handily. Yeah, 3-0, right? 3-0 or 3-1. No, 3-0 the first time, I know. Yeah, it was... I fucking know. <laughs> it was handily. Um... It was, yeah, so even that last grand final, I'm like, the, twice they have to come back? No, it's There's not no tops. way. Not after they just 3-0'd you like that. No. There's no way. Um, so I just, these grassroots tournaments are not carrying me enough for for Halo competitive right now. I'm sure. not getting my fill. Like, watching COD, like, I don't even know these COD teams. I know a few players here and there. Wasn't that hype as fuck? But watching COD and yeah. even Rainbow Six, like, I don't know these players as well as I know the Halo players. But I'm I'm, I'm just in it. It's so exciting. Hype as fuck. And I don't, like, why isn't a Halo event like that? I don't know. I don't know. And I just, I, Infinite's got to be something great. It's got to be. It's, that's, it, it's like... It's a home run or it's nothing. Like, if you get a single, double, triple with it, I'm going to bring in a baseball reference, screw it. It's got to be a home run. Like, I'm Infinite so happy has you're to saying be, this. Infinite has to be a home run. I'm so happy you're saying this right now. Why? Because of the end of the show, we're going to talk about. All right. All right. Um, anything else about the face? It? I mean, glad it happened. Yes. Let's they, get they that need, right. They needed it over in the EU. Oh, and they need yes. more of it. They do. And. Like I said, I feel like the more they compete against these top echelon teams, the the, the better they're going to be. Right. And for what it's worth, not North American related, but shout out to Europa Halo as well for continually putting on these Halo 5 cups and 
like these just these Halo events in general, right? Yeah. It he's <laughs> he's single handedly keeping this shit alive over there. The, like, throughout these really lack of events that are taking place. So, dude, holy shit. Shout out to you. And I know I said it, I, I gave you a little bit of shit before for not having a flex fit hat, but I promise you I'll be buying a snapback when you make a new order in September. I will definitely be buying one. Hands down. I gotta rep that EU scene over on this side of the pond, too. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. But no, it's it, you're right. Not There's not a lot of love over there. They don't get nearly as much as we do. They don't have they don't have even the right servers over there. No. And uh man like just I like you talk about bringing back Halo to greatness. Yeah. You need to expand it to these other regions. Right. Think of Gfinity put on an event. Like we loved their event that they put on. Yeah. Like the production quality was phenomenal. They had things in between matches. It was continually engaging. The matchups were great. Think of, oh my God, now I really want a Gfinity, like just another Gfinity Halo event before Infinite. Yeah. And then, you know, like going back, I'm, you know, like these grassroots events. Yeah. I'm glad they're happening because it is keeping the Halo scene afloat, I'll say. Yes. It's keeping it afloat. Yes. But you can't expect these. The, I mean, like UGC, um, face it, all these organizers. Yes, they've they've done it, but they just don't have the capabilities of a fully backed Microsoft HCS event, right? Like, or an MLG event, or MLG. Yeah, you know, they've it's that broadcast quality is so good. It adds so much to an event that. Yes, the grassroots stuff is there. It's great that we have that at least, but yeah. like you just can't compare it to a full event. No, and it's it's the thing that I've said countless times, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to throw shade or anything. It's just, I'm really, really say it every fucking week, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point. I really hope that UGC is not biting off more than they can chew with this next event. The amount of side tournaments that they have taking place... I don't even know how many broadcasts they're going to have up. I have no idea. All all I can see happening right now, this feels to me like the same thing is happening with the first Halo Classic. They're bringing on nearly the same talent that they had before. What happens when you have so much talent? It's going to be spread across different streams. So I swear, this feels like deja fucking vu right now. It feels like we're going to have a Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Delta stream again. All I can say is, if you guys do go down this route, and I hope that one of you is listening, I really hope that, and I know you had to have, like, learned from the previous event. You got all your feedback, and I am, Will and I are grateful that you're putting on these events. We are. But please make it worthwhile for spectators. Please. I don't want to see... I, I have I had all four taps open during the first Halo Classic. Yeah. For all four streams. That Delta stream went live what? Once? And it, it didn't feature anything, did it? No. It just went live, went down. Yes. So please, I know you can't account for like it, if a technical issue happens. Right. All I ask 
if something does happen, all I ask is that you get out there and you say what happened. Don't just have it sit there. Or, I mean, even better yet, say you have the Halo 5 2v2, right? Yeah. If it's not going to be broadcasted, let us let, know. Let people know. Let us know. So we're not sitting around waiting for it. Or and give wondering. us a link to the bracket immediately. Yep. Sure. Give give us the information that we need, right? Give spectators the information that they're looking for. But yes, get out there ahead of time and let people know. Another like another viewpoint that I just thought of too is that we are me and you are on the more engaged off the edge type people like we're we're all in yeah where a casual spectator isn't going to really know the difference sure they're going to watch what's put up on the screen right so like we you stated earlier make sure there's stuff on the screen that adds value to the broadcast yes i don't want to see break screens all the fucking time yeah and if i do see break screens all the time they better have good shit on there and i'm not talking about the same montages shown over and over and over again or the same community clips shown over and over and over again if i've seen the same community clip six times in a row i'm done hell i'm done after the third time okay so provide valuable content and i'm not saying they're not going to I have full I I have full optimism of like I want them to knock it the fuck out of the park. I know they want to knock it out of the park. But every time another announcement's made, I feel like we're doing the same song and dance from the first Halo Classic. So, if it is the same as the last one, I just hope it's bigger, I hope it's better, and I hope it's either all broadcasted or the shit that is and is not is announced. That's what I hope for. And you know what? Another criticism on the face it side of things. Moses put out a tweet uh, saying, where the fuck is the schedule for the stream? And Maddie, Maddie provided him with a screenshot. I mean, of the, of the tweet that face it put out in regards to what they believe the start time would like what the start time would be. But that was just that. And then they put it out and it was like a day before the event had started. And, and I mean, it was, the information was there, but it was also very small in a corner yep. of when the streams would be. Yep. Not easily distinguishable if someone's just glancing at, because the, the main graphic wasn't about the streams. It was no. about teams or something. No, it was or, about like the, the schedule of the event. Oh, the schedule of the event. Yes. Yep. And then in the, in the top right corner was stream starts. Yeah. But very small, very small. Um, no, it's just, I, I, who, who said it? I think it was Moses that put out a tweet that said they did the big things really well, but they did the small things really poorly. Sure. And you need to focus on the small details too. You can't, you come on. One last thing about Face It. Go ahead. I spent all of Saturday in our watch and listen along channel. Yeah. All alone. All Saturday. Womp womp. Thanks, guys. You know what? I was going to call you out, but I didn't call you out. Why? Because you were in the game watch and listen along and not the Halo watch listen along channel. There's a difference? Yeah, there is. One's for Halo tournaments. The other's not. (laughs) 
Hey, there was also I know there was a COD World League. There was COD World League going on. Rainbow Six, Halo. I mean, it could have been. You could have talked to me about any game. I was did advertise it as that. I was there. I did. I did advertise that. And if you're on there, if you're on Discord, you can see who's in a voice channel. Yes. Someone could have been like, "Hey, Will, let's talk about Halo. Let's move up there." But no, (laughs) nobody showed up. I was there all alone, waiting for someone to talk to. Way to put everybody on blast, Will. Hey, you showed the initiative. You were there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get, I get it. Life gets busy. Things get in the way. It was not a major Halo tournament, but I was there. I mean, it kind of was for EU. Yeah, it was. It was a big one for EU. And maybe another thing too, what tournament started at like four in the morning. Yeah. Stream time four in the morning. I I didn't expect anyone to wake up that early. I didn't even get into the channel till like noon. Sure. But whatever. It's all good. It's all good. As Next I time. yawn, uh, my baby sleeps through the night now, so I ain't waking up at fucking four in the morning anymore unless I absolutely have to. So, sorry. Um, that's all I got. That's it. All right. Uh, thank again. Thank you, Face It, for putting it on. Yes. Hopefully, again, you learn from the small things or about those small things you need to change and get better for the next one. All the small things. All right, time for some shout outs. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to everybody who joined the community play date this week. That included Lanky Sasquatch, Mark owns your face, but not my face. High tech redneck, Maddie Rums, and my wife, Natana, showed up for a little bit too. You played like one game in the beginning, right? Yeah. She was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then the baby cried, so that happened. Will, it's time for some community crazies. Will, I'm tired if you haven't figured it out yet. Meme Monday on Reddit. Hey, Will. Go find it on Reddit. It's Meme Monday. R slash Halo. Go look at it. You can laugh a lot. See some funny pictures. I can laugh at Will while he says it too. Uh, next up, we have Finish the Fight, Episode 10, Uprising. It's a new Halo podcast. You can go ahead and check it out at the YouTube link provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. And finally, we have Time Lapse of Four Hours Road Trip by Scud Puddle. He told me not to include it in the show, but fuck you, Scud. Get shit on. It's in the show. It's not Halo related, though. I don't give a fuck. It's in the show. Okay. A community member created it. What is the name of the segment, Will? Community Creation. Boom shakalaka motherfucker. It's in the show. Um, High Tech Redneck will put out our clips of the week uh, tomorrow. So this episode released on Tuesday. We're recording on Sunday, so I'll include it in the show notes. So make sure to check out the next episode of Clips of the Week by High Tech Redneck. It'll be in there. And then if Scud Puddle puts his out, It'll be in there as well, so go ahead and make sure you check out the clips of the week from Scud Puddle if it's there, and I'll include it in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Will, that's it. We made it to the end of the show. Would you please plug the show, Will? You can find HCS Pro Talk on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. Change it up a bit. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Pocket Cast. You can join the community discussion over on Discord. Lots of great things going on there. We have many different channels. We have a game watch listen along channel. We have a Halo watch listen along channel. We have IRL discussions. We have other games, whatever it may be. And other games too. Discord. Join Discord. That's the link provided within the Google Doc of the show, the show notes. Discord. You can join Xbox or Xbox Club. Or Spartan Company on <laughs> Xbox. You can join Xbox. <laughs> join Xbox. They got great things. Search for HDS Pro Talk there. HDS Pro Talk is also on Twitter, 
Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Esportspedia. Search for HCS Pro Talk on all those sites. Social media. We'll see you around the webs. Theater webs. I wonder if anyone's webs. tallied up how many times I say HCS Pro Talk in the plugs. Should we start a tally now? Just so, just an HCS just Pro someone Talk count, tally. Someone count this episode because I said it a couple extra times. Just let me know. All right. Josh, what do we got on the next episode? So we have talked about a couple of things that we'd like to see in Infinite on the competitive side when it comes to events, when it comes to things and things and things, and we want some things and needs and things and wants. Um, so the topic is kind of going to be a throwback to a previous topic we had in like the 40s of episodes that we had. So what I want to know is we talked about a Halo Infinite wish list. What is your competitive Halo wish list? Events, tournament organizers, features. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh my god, organizations, sponsors. What do you want? What is your dream competitive Halo? experience now when you say competitive halo experience people are going to think like playing the game or spectating the game what answer are you looking for there i'm looking for spectating the game spectating an event yes yes or as a player competing at an event i'm not talking about gameplay but like what do you want in an event what are you looking for an event what sets what sets a great event apart from a bad event in your opinion, as a player as well. It can come from both sides. I don't give a fuck. Just as, what do you want from competitive Halo? We've seen how well COD does. We've seen how well Rainbow Six does. How well Gears continues to do year in, year out. What do you want from competitive Halo? What do you want? Let me know. Let us know. We're going to talk about it next week. I'm excited to hear what your responses are. We'll post it on the social medias as well, so everybody has a chance to respond. But let us know. Sound good? Alright, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 87 of HGS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week where we're talking about work up and the Halo stuff. But until then, bye bye